the Academy Award-winning director, Steven Soderbergh. Brett Favre claims not to know what a podcast is. You know, I have a podcast, Brett. Did you know that? Um, no, you don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> Reggie Wayne, Brett Edward. I had a, a, a pet snake mm-hmm. by the name of Law. I'm not a snake fan. I don't like snakes. Buy the snake in the house. I get a, a, a text on my two-way. Law dead. <laughs> Chris Cooley threatened to prank call me. Steven, how are you? This is David Dunn. Did I see No, you didn't because I'm recording this thing right oh, now, no, dude. No, no. This You're is the, the podcast. Uh, you the Andy best. Reed did not call Tim Tebow last night. <laughs> too much. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the kickoff week edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, everybody. We made it. We made it. We made it from the confetti dropping down at the Superdome of the Super Bowl that Ray Lewis believes was filled with conspiracy theories as part of as heard in America's game on NFL Network this week. We made it from from that moment where somebody kicked the plug out of the wall and the Superdome, although Jed York tweeted out it was him who pulled the plug. We made it from that to this kickoff week where the Ravens will open up at Denver with the Baltimore Orioles in their wild card chase, thus occupying the nest on Thursday. So the Ravens open up at Denver to kick off the 2013 NFL season, and we have a kickoff show worthy of the moment. Kevin Costner is on this show. The Academy Academy Award winner, Kevin Costner, playing the general manager of the Cleveland Browns in the soon-to-be-released NFL-themed film Draft Day, his first-ever football movie. He will be on this show. Carrie Underwood, the new voice and face of Sunday Night Football, taking over for Faith Hill, opening up on Sunday night as NBC will debut Carrie Underwood's new open on Sunday night, their second game of the week, when Eli Manning and the Giants open up in the Jones Mahal in the Metroplex against the Dallas Cowboys. A huge double dip for the Peacock Network this week to open up week one of the National Football League season. Carrie Underwood is on this show. And the Schaefers are longtime good friends of the program. Jeff Schaefer, who may may be the number one uh, guest we've had in terms of appearances. We may have, I think Jeff Schaefer has appeared on this podcast more than anyone else. We'll do a check on that and then forget that we brought this up. (laughs) He will be on this show with his lovely wife, Jackie Schaefer, as the league on FXX now, their new comedy-themed network, opens up another hilarious, fun-filled, fantasy football-themed, action-packed season. And they will be here in person, in studio, and who knows what other surprises we have in store on this show. At Chris Law, good to see you, sir. Rich, good to see you. Congratulations to you and your family as Thank well. Thank you. Thank you. At Number Chris three. Brockman, good to see you. Good to see you, sir. Congratulations. How's everybody doing? Thank you. And I believe that's, how, I guess, how I'm burying the lead. Yes. But it is a football f- show, and we have big-time celebrities and, and long-time friends of a big-time fun show in the league on the show. Of course, but we have a new member of our family, yes, so to speak. Yes, we have mentioned this all over and over again over the past few weeks that my lovely wife Susie has been pregnant with our third and final child who has now arrived. 
It's a daughter. She arrived last Friday, 6 pounds, 10 ounces. Nice. 18 and a half inches long. Can you give the name? Yes. Her name is Taylor Mattingly Eisen. Incredible. When you texted me that, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You almost... It's not six or seven no. Costanza levels. Right. Soda. It's not soda. It's, it's not incredible. Soda. Yeah. Mattingly, Did, um, for the the person who you think it is, Don Mattingly. Yes. The current Dodger manager, although that, that makes that makes you know, and there's no offense to the the streaking red hot Los Angeles Dodgers, which the team that everybody's talking about in this town here, uh, out on the left coast in Southern California, it makes me you know, it 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 it, it gets me a little riled up. That I mentioned, Don Mattingly is the Los Angeles Dodgers manager it's, instead of the savior of the New York Yankees in the George Steinbrenner doldrum era, the trough of the Steinbrenner era. He was the lone bright shining light. And for people of my age, age 44, growing up in Staten Island, uh, Yankee fans, we all revere Donnie baseball. And the story behind this is, is that we have two boys, as you know. Five and two and a half. And my wife wanted a daughter. She wanted to see what going through life. She didn't want to go through life without maybe having that mother-daughter relationship. Of course. That she loves with her mom, right? Absolutely. So, you know, you sit there and you think, do you go for a third? Do you really do that? I mean, two is enough. Forget that whole crap about eight. <laughs> I mean, please, two is enough. And as they say, that's man-to-man defense in your house. That's right. Um. So going for a third is a major oh, yeah. undertaking, and any going having a baby is a major undertaking in itself. But a third is a major undertaking. So we talked about it. Fine, we're going to do it. And she said, "If it is a girl, you get to name her." And I'm, I looked at her. And I'm like, "For real? For real? <laughs> I get to name her?" I was wondering how a Red Sox fan allowed this to happen. Because my wife is from Boston. It's a yeah. huge Red Sox right. family, is and that's one of the many things that. She loves about Brockman, and Brockman relates <laughs> with her as Brockman is broadcasting this podcast wearing the old Boston B on his yes, hat right now. Five-game lead, first place, Rich. Indeed. They're on fire right on now. Fire. They are, and they came here in Los Angeles and beat the Dodgers two out of three recently. Absolutely. It brought a little people a little bit back down to earth here as they're tearing up the National League. And the Red Sox, it was sort of a, we may see, if we see you in October, this sort of calling card. Yeah. With. Against all the Red Sox that they traded away Absolutely. to Los Angeles. So that's why you and my, one of many reasons why you and my wife get along of so course. well. So I said, really, I can, so sure enough, we, we uh, get pregnant. I thought about how best to say that. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's a dramatic pause. And pregnant pause. If you will. we find out it is a it is a feminine child, it is what. And we didn't do the spinning. We didn't do any because there's all sorts of things like what's the odds of this happening? Yeah, you right. know, if you have two boys, the odds of having a third is this that. I said, there's there's here are the odds. It's fifty fifty <laughs> xx xy fifty fifty. Now, obviously, if if if. If the moment takes place at a certain time on the calendar, there's supposedly you can stack the odds in favor more than 50 50. I, I don't want to go anymore in any of this. Bottom line is it's a girl. And suddenly the conversation goes from you can name her to you can middle name her. Ah. <laughs> she took it back she a little bit. And when, you know, you have a pregnant wife, you can't, there's, there's really no arguing. No. 
And it's not like, you know, you're not a woman of your word. It's not, of course, you know, it's a loving relationship. Of course. As you have seen firsthand. Firsthand. So it's middle name now. And I'm now taking this very seriously. And my 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 mother, her, her grandmother, who lived to 102, bless her, knock on wood. Wow. Her maiden name was Taylor. So we thought that's a, what a great yeah. way to name the baby, Taylor. And then now the middle name. My mother's mother, my grandmother on the mother's side was named Minnie. So no, I'm, I wanted to come up with a name that started with an M. And it's my middle name. And when the firstborn, Xander, was born, the number of Red Sox beanies and onesies <laughs> and books that flooded the house from the East Coast bordered on offensive because <laughs> this is my firstborn male child and damn straight he's going to bleed pinstripes if i can have anything well, to do and, about it and the Sox that just came off a world series win when xander was born it correct was, was 2000 what was the last Sox world oh, series seven. Oh, seven yes so this was now the following august right. they, were in, they were in the middle of their unsuccessful title defense still they were defending champs they you? were Okay, so Red Sox mania is happening. Right. So the number of Red Sox gear that flooded the house. And I just said this off air about other items. I'm an elephant. I do not forget these things. <laughs> I wish I could put a camera on the baby announcement oh. when it is sent to the East Coast. Oh, boy. Mattingly. You betcha, baby. There had to be some cringing in <laughs> Plus, we like the whole idea. Her initials are TME, too much Eisen, which she will no doubt be. <laughs> TME. So, well, yeah, that's what's well, happening and in like, the house. Like we discussed before, she has a built-in amazing actress name, Taylor Mattingly. Well, Taylor Eisen can be up in lights. <laughs> are you saying, what, what does that say about my last name? I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm just no, saying. You, what, he's not saying. He's, not he's, saying, just, he's saying, just saying. The 21st century cop-out yeah. caveat. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Taylor Mattingly is a little more exotic than Taylor Eisen. So what are you saying? She's going to be an exotic dancer? She, just stop. What is she saying? Just what is he going to pop down your mic? Mike coming come down. What is he saying? Come on. Oh, man. What is he saying? The child is not even a week old, and you're already, you're already setting it up. What is happening? Rain it in, Brocken. Rain it in. Did Michael Crabtree walk in here? <laughs> <laughs> Insulting a guest that's barely born. <laughs> so that's what's happening in my world. Well, congratulations. Thank that's you. awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, guys. I would say you I couldn't have done it without you, but yeah. I really could have. But I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate what you're saying. I appreciate your love and support and friendship. And and so, um, wow, what is going on in the National Football League we world? We have football in two days, Rich. Yes, I can't do. believe it. We do. We it's do. Here. We do. And... Uh, and everybody's already running on the the Broncos bandwagon. I'm one of them. You I'm like? Them. I, I, I I'm I'm taking them. Well, we're going to do our picks later, but I'm giving you a little hint. Uh, I'm I'm taking them to win the AFC. Ooh. I just like it. I like what I see. I like it all, and I like Peyton Manning with a second year feeling comfortable. He's got the real deal. Our genuine article, Wes Welker, instead of the array of poor men's Wes Welkers that he's had in the slot for his entire Hall of Fame career. I like it, and I don't. And Von Miller's out. Uh, home against the Ravens, at the Giants. Home for the Raiders. Home for the Eagles. At the Cowboys. Home for the Jaguars. I'd say that's four and two. 
They could even be five and one if they take one of them on the road, which I think they can. And last year they were the number one seed in the AFC, starting two and three. It's true. And Von Miller then comes back when Peyton returns to the house that he built in Indianapolis, which NBC's doing cartwheels over. That that's oh. game seven of their season. That Miller misses the first six and will return for that. Their lineup is just unfair. I think it is too. And uh, I know defensively that's an issue for them. You know, the secondary is the same, essentially. Champ might be out, Champ right? is Champ is hurt. So I understand that the one way that you can make up for a banged-up secondary is a pass rush, and Vaughn's out. I get it. So they'll win 30-27. to 27. <laughs> Right. And um, But the Ravens, the Ravens have this chip on their shoulder as well they should. They're the defending champs, and nobody's picking them. Nobody. Zero. I haven't seen one person. Not even to win their division. People are going Bengals. Right. People are a Bengals sleeper to the Super Bowl. People well, are look, going Bengals crazy right now. You can't lose nine starters from a Super Bowl team and expect to just... The know. one starter, uh, uh, and, and I, I still feel this way, and I felt it the day it happened. The one starter I think they're going to really miss is Anquan Bolden. Yeah. And I know we had Torrey Smith sitting here right in our studio, and I took him in a fantasy league because I think he's he's ready to roll. Okay? you know I, I like Torrey, too. I got him also in a couple. But um, Bolden was know. that safety net, though. You always knew what you were getting out of him. He's probably the toughest guy on the field offensively. Remember that hit he took a few years ago, Cardinals against the he Jets? Broke when his he face. Shattered his nose. Yep. And and he was the guy that, that Flacco went to more often than not. As of the current taping, they only have two running backs. Yeah. They they caught everyone else. Wow. It's Ray Rice and Bernard Pierce. So there's a lot of question marks on the offensive side of the ball. And I know Ray was the emotional leader of the team. Someone's going to have to fill that void. And I know Ed Reed's not there anymore. But those two guys were not, and as much as I love them, they were not the guys that were putting them over the top. Right. Right? Flacco's the one who really put him over the top. Absolutely. And he's still there. Pitta. Pitta, though, had a huge year. He's not there. Well, we're hoping he can come back. But Dixon was supposed to be the guy last year, and he got right. hurt, and then Pitta emerged. So that's week. That's a week one biggie. Yeah. Man. And right then the let's go into it right now. Let's take a look at the schedule for week one of the National Football League season before right. we get to Kevin Costner and Carrie Underwood and uh, our good friends, the Schaefers, with potential more excitement to come. Well, do you want to go down through our, our while we're going through the schedule? Should we make our week one picks for the weekly pick'em? Let's do it and do it right now for week one. Let's do it. All right, I like it. Let's do it. By the way, we've gotten over almost uh, two and a half thousand people signed up. Oh, really? We're the second leading group in all of. You want to send me that link again, Law? Sure, we'll do. Send it. me that link again because, as you might imagine, things over the last few days have gotten like, lost in the think shuffle. Like you had a kid or something over the weekend. <laughs> yes, <laughs> gotten lost in the shuffle. So what we're what we're asking all of you to do is go to our Pick'em page uh, at weeklypick'em.fantasy.nfl.com. How many dots are in there? That would be one, two, three dots. A couple dots. Um, but you can just go to the Fantasy page and find Weekly Pick'em. Yeah, you just and go then to Pick'em, you search go there, our group. And it's, well, you don't even have to search for it. It's, it's sitting right up there because we've got 2,200 users. I yep. appreciate you rounding up. What you do is you go to the Weekly Pick'em page, and then you decide... Um, uh, what you want to do? You simply all you actually have to do is pick. You just click on the helmet. You don't even have to move the toggle left or right. Uh-huh. If you just click on the team's helmet, 
uh, it'll it'll move it over for you. Right. And you're right there. And as we went over the scoring, you get 10 points per game you pick correctly. If you pick five games correctly in one week, you get a 10-point bonus. If you pick 10 teams correctly in a week, you get a, um, I believe it's a 30-point bonus. Mm-hmm. And then if you run the table, get all 13, or actually it's 16 week one, Right. Um, you get a 50-point bonus. Sweet. Okay, so I am uh, picking the Broncos. Brockman? Broncos. I took the Broncos as well. Okay. Patriots, Bills, I, I don't think there's any – I mean, E.J. Manuel is up and about. Um, he's practicing all week long. It's going to be Willie Awoni. They desperately need him to start this game. He's their first-round draft choice. They've got to figure out how to capture some magic in week one with their new coach against a hated rival that's going to be coming in guns of blazes. I, I don't see, even with E.J. Manuel starting – how Brady doesn't go up there and carve up this defense. Agreed. Law? I, I took the Patriots, too. It's... Okay. Now, here's the Seahawks in Carolina, which is an interesting 1 o'clock game because we all know that Seattle going east has had its problems in the past. But now, this, I know, is, the, this I know... is to start the season, though. That's more of like a midseason issue, I feel like. Understood. I understand. Um, the Seahawks travel the fourth most miles of any team in the National Football League this year with the Raiders 3, the Chargers 2, and the 49ers number 1 since they go from West Coast to London at one point. So the Seahawks, and again, I understand that they did win in Miami late last year when they needed it, that they have gone into Chicago three straight years, so they can go on the road and win outside of their division, okay? The question is, can they go into Carolina week one and take care of business. Uh, I I say yes. I also say yes. I also have the Seahawks defense and fantasy, so I'm I'm riding that train this year. I took the Hawks too. I went on the Hawks board. All right, so we all agree on this. Bengals Bears. This is where we could start to get some decisions. You know, I originally picked the Bengals, but I had a dream last night, no joke, that I went to a preseason game it's a PG with show. This is with Jay Cutler right? and Kristen Cavallari. So I think I'm taking the Bears. Dude, that's your freaking analysis? Yeah. <laughs> I had a dream. That's a sign. That what? That that's a went, sign that I should that have to pick them. You and Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari went to, to what? We went to a Bears preseason game. Jay wasn't playing and decided to sit in the stands with us. With us. Like he was there with Kristen. <laughs> I was. We were, we were there as a threesome. And then some of my buddies from, uh, from home let showed me, up. Let me handle the uh, analysis then. Yes, thank you. You got please. it. Okay. Um, I like the Bears in this one. I understand that the Bengals are, are everybody's favorite. I understand that everyone's fallen in love with them from the hard knocks. I understand that the bandwagon's full. But this team needs to win on the road to start. And if they win this one, I'll be a believer. But I like the Bears with their new offense. Nobody really knows what it looks like. Brandon Marshall scares me a little bit with the way he's talking. That his hip's fine. But you never know, blah blah blah. That he's such a, uh, uh, um, uh, a he's such a, a stickler for perfection right. that that's what upsets him. He's still fine. That frightens me a little bit. But he's going to get forty targets, or you know, yeah. he's going to get I just, insane I, targets. I, I per like game. the Bears in this one. They're home. It's their new uh, coach, and and they can throw some wrinkles out there. But if the Bengals win this one, I'll, I'll believe them right off the bat. Yeah, I think this is a toss-up one. I, I took the Bears as well because okay, they're so. at home. I like your guy Forte to go big this game. And Martellus Bennett could be his coming out year. Dolphins at Browns. 
I'm going to take the Browns in this one. <laughs> I am also. I think the Browns are set to be the surprise team of 2013, and here is why. They've got a new coach, Coach Chud, okay? He's bring, back. Who he brings with him also North Turner. That's right. And if Brandon Whedon and his AARP card <laughs> can flourish in same in similar manner as every other quarterback who's done under Norv, Alex Smith is the perfect example, right? If he can do what he does, Norv, working his magic, and Trent Richardson stays healthy and he becomes the beast that he is, and the wide receivers of the Browns can call Uber once in a while and stay out of trouble, and that defense that's young and up and coming, Mingo's back out there. I'm, I know I'm painting the rosiest possible picture, and all the Browns sure. fans are out there going, yeah, right, this is a franchise who had a man – Long time diehard fan die, and in the obituary say he wanted Cleveland Browns to <laughs> be his pallbearers, so the Browns can let, let him down, down one more time. time. I understand <laughs> the franchise of which I speak, but nobody's talking about the Browns, and everybody's looking for that team that nobody's looking for. And both of these there's teams, always one, one of them. Them. there's always there's one always of them. There's always one, and everyone's pointing to the Dolphins. That yes, here are the great things that can happen for them. Is it's Philbin year two that Tannehill's got a year under his belt as a starter in the NFL. Mike Wallace is the speed burner that's going to create all sorts of matchup problems for Lamar Miller to perhaps blossom with Daniel Thomas and all of the. Big-time defensive names on that team. Cameron Wake could be a defensive player of the year candidate. I understand I'm taking the Browns here because I'm going to put my eggs in that basket, dumbass as a statement as that may be. Their offense looked good in the preseason. Whedon looked comfortable. The, uh, the receivers were catching the ball. Also, side note, do they even have Uber in Cleveland? They might. I they, bet they do. Yeah, I don't it's know. Only, well, it's on only the in select cities. Wherever they are. <laughs> The NFL has a platform. I took the Browns, too. Lombardi, I think he's got that franchise turned around. They're going to surprise some people. Trent, Trent also could have a huge year this year. He could. He's poised. I got him in the league. So many people. Draft last night. So many people take him top high. six. Yeah, real high. I took him 11th overall. Well, because North Turner said he thought he could get 300 carries. He's got to stay healthy. He sure does. I like the Browns there, too. You did say a lot of ifs with the Browns, and it reminded <laughs> well, me of Joe Namath. The great, like, one of the greatest lines. He's like, if. Such a big word for, for two, two, two letters. Two letters, letters man. Ugh. A lot <laughs> of ifs. Now, do we go through this whole thing, or do we split it up in between some of our guests? Um, I think we split it yeah, up. Yeah, let's split it up. There's a lot of guys here. Then let's go. Let's, go, uh, let's cap the, it off with the Chiefs-Jags. Let's go two more. Okay, that's three, three more. Three, yeah, three more, more Penn State. Sorry, yeah, exactly. By the way. By the way. How in the world do you guys... I'm, I, I, it was the other day, I'm watching in the hospital, in the hospital with Susie, and she looks up at the TV screen and goes, oh, it's the Rich Eisen Podcast Bowl. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, we really and, and, and I look up, life. and it's Syracuse versus Penn State. And I'm like... Yeah. She, and I'm like... The guys didn't even talk about it this week. And we, she goes, how could they not talk about it? So now I'm going to ask that question to you. We talked about it a little offline. We, we meant did. to bring it up on the fantasy show. We got brought taken away. But, uh, I mean, there what was What do you mean really, it got taken away? We, we, we got taken away in the moment oh. and didn't, didn't bring it up. And then as soon as we walked out, we're like, oh, oh we forgot. Ah, dang, yeah. we forgot. Yeah. So then we had a little Twitter back and forth as to what we were what taking. We be. were taking suggestions. Uh, we got a lot of responses yeah. on the wagers. Okay. A, lot of, a lot of hair and yeah. facial hair I offered involved. the, uh, I would go with the Ricky Vaughn haircut in the back okay. and the Michael Irving lightning bolts. But if, if Penn State lost... Which if, they did if Syracuse not. Syracuse lost, he'd have to grow out the cul-de-sac or the horseshoe. 
No and, chance. Uh, there was not. There was no chance. Of that. We call that a non-starter. A non-starter. No, no, no chance. I think we're going to. Law suggested a Twitter blackout. Yeah. Uh, he, you know he can't survive without Twitter for three days. One, a three-day blackout. One of our friends suggested uh, the loser. Why not, would that be a prize though for the other? That's you what would I take, mean. You would, you would you would bask in the fact that he can't. The Avatar Switch is you know it's a, we needed something. Oh, Avatar that. Switch is is an oldie but a goodie match. It is. Well, either way, we we dropped the ball. Penn Avatar State, Penn State won. Good. Uh, I told Law to come see me during basketball season, and he didn't like that. We yeah. did. We did spawn a new bet on the court yesterday, though, on the basketball court. Should we just give that one out right now? What's that one? Go ahead. Our, our Patriots Eagles. Who well, finishes with more wins? In oh 2000? yeah, yeah. Patriots Eagles. Who finishes with more wins this season? Dinner, so, so what's Law? What's Law going to have to do? <laughs> Dinner at Craig's. Dinner, dinner at Craig's. Oh, dinner, Craig's nice. LA. Craig's LA. A chicken parm. The best place in this town. Fantastic. By the way. And, you know, named after the one of the best people you'll ever meet, Craig Susser. So that's a, that's a nice plug for Craig's LA. So go. enjoy dinner uh, on, on Law. I, I appreciate uh, that. Brockman. Wow. Um, Vikings-Lions. The other team that I'm really high on that nobody's <laughs> talking about are the Lions. Because to me... The X factor entering the 2013 season is how is Reggie Bush going to fare in Detroit? Right. And it's sort of a simple formula in this regard. The high point of the Jim Schwartz administration in Detroit was when they went 5-0 and to start the 2011 season. That 5-0 and start buoyed them for that playoff season mm-hmm. because they went 5-6 and to finish. <laughs> right. But because they went 5-0 and to start, with those five wins in their final 11 games, that equaled 10 wins, which was enough for them to be fodder for the Saints' machine in that, in that wild card game. So they still made the playoffs thanks to that 5-0 and start. And the reason why they started 5-0, and you could sit here, Stafford was maturing, Calvin Johnson is Megatron, the defense was doing its part. Javid Best was the difference maker. Yeah. He was the guy who was thriving in the matchups that the defenses were giving the lines due to Calvin Johnson's emergence. Now Calvin is on covers of, of video games and he's Megatron and everybody knows what his deal is. I think if Reggie Bush can play the Javid Best role to the way that we have seen him play it before, they can be dangerous. And I think this week proves it because Reggie's healthy. A lot of people are wondering. You heard Fabiano say on the, on, the, on the fantasy podcast that he's on turf again. Right, which is, equals bad news it's for Reggie. Point, yeah. When he was on a home field of surface of turf with New Orleans, he had knee issues. In Miami, he did not. That was an interesting stat. I'm not sure many people have, would, would think about that. So I, I heard that and did not then draft Reggie Bush in a subsequent fantasy draft as I had previously. That said, I'm taking the Lions over the Vikings. I am They're also. home, and I like them. Uh, Ponder's got to show me something before I, start, before I start picking them, and I know that they made the playoffs last year the entire year with many people saying that. And Christian Ponder says he may run more this year, which means I guess then Greg Jennings has to run too, meaning that everybody runs on that team. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I'm, I'm very, very high on just like everybody else realistically I'm, what are what do you think his chances are to get i don't think 2000 so. no, or 20 no way yards? i mean i and we've talked about it before it's difficult for me to say he can't 
yeah. because of what he's done. Of course. You can't look that man in the eye in the face or even not talk, or, or talk about him when he's not in the room by saying he can't. You can't do that. But I'm saying it. <laughs> I just don't think he's going to. You ask me a direct question, that's my belief right now as we're ready to start the 2013 season. What I'm do you think he finishes with? 1,800 yards. So we still he's ha- going to have a monster year. He still year. has a monster season. But, I mean, 2,000 yards. Right. It's back a tough, to back. It's a I'm tough one of those, I'm, I'm on. one of those. I think it's gonna, he's going to have a decline this year just because you can't, you can't go back-to-back years with that. It's so hard. But decline he, where he only gets 1,200 th- yards? 1,300. Okay. No, that's, I think that's pedestrian sixth, by, sixth by 2013 standards. That's pedestrian. And he's, more, he's better than pedestrian. Oh, no, I know. It's and just, Greg it's Jennings tough. is going to have to help open yeah. something up, right? Or, and or, and, and an X factor, that's another X factor. What is he going to look like? Yeah. And, and, every, and, and that's what the preseason, we're basing a lot of this stuff based off of last year and what we saw the last four weeks. Yep. What did we see out of Cordero Patterson? We saw a little bit of stuff. We haven't seen squat out of Tavon Austin, Austin, and the Rams have essentially said that's by design. That's by design. So we don't know. We, we, we know what we don't know right now. Mm-hmm. The question is, do we, what we think we know, is that what we're going to know? Does that make sense to everybody? Not at all. I, yes. I connected the dots and added up. We know what we don't know <laughs> make, right now. It sort of makes sense. But will what we know match what we think we know right now? Right. Does that make sense? Makes sense. That made sense to you. That made sense. That one registered home. Two more before we get to Kevin Costner. Words I've never said on this podcast. (laughs) Colts, home for the Raiders. This one, to me, if there's anything that's a lock, I think this one is the Colts. And with all due respect to Terrell Pryor, where he's got the X factor written all over him. I just don't know how he's protected. I think that's why they went with him. Poor Matt Flynn. Poor Matt Flynn. How many He's times is he going to go? Let's just hope. Let's just hope. The, I know. I guess in that regard, but yeah. let's just hope for for the Raiders' sake that Matt Flynn playing the role of Matt Flynn once again. That Terrell Pryor plays the role of Russell Wilson in this regard. Um, that to me would be a tall order because the defense and the offensive line and the rest of the weapons at his disposal do not match what Russell Wilson had at his disposal last year in Seattle. And obviously, their offensive line issues, where they they picked up uh, Pashos over the weekend by dropping Alex Barron <laughs> a Sunday before Week One, oh. right? And I, I I think that's a smart move. With all again due respect to to uh, Matt Flynn, but. The fact is, is that if you've got problems protecting on the offensive line, then you've got to go ahead and get somebody who can run, right? I don't and, know. and can be escape and escape and make plays on the run, and that certainly is prior more than Flynn. Yeah. But all of that said, man, is Andrew Luck ready to take that next step? Oh, I love well, Luck I, f- this I feel year. like the Raiders, the consensus bottom dweller to everyone. Is there any chance they do anything this year? I think surprise, so. surprise some people. I think so. It's yeah, possible. I mean, they could be that team that ends up 6-10. Oh, and I 10, think, by the way, everybody's people. bottom dweller are the Jets. You think the Jets more so than the Oh, Raiders? I think everybody thinks that they are yeah. going to be co-tidy bad. I thought the Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> Bowl was for the 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 Raiders is what I It's the Clowny Bowl. Is it the Jadavian Clowny Bowl? He didn't look. He looked a little fatigued. Okay. 
That UNC offense runs hard. Wow. September. So, so you're one of those guys who were trolling oh, on Twitter Lord. saying he lost the Heisman after Guess one quarter. Guess what, everybody? What he just said, what Law just said, is a flash forward to what we're talking about every day from February yeah. to yeah, the draft. Okay. And, and everybody best get ready, too, right now. Johnny Manziel. Yeah. That's oh. what – if everybody thinks we're talking too no much kidding. about him right now. Just wait. I know, I know when he turns pro, I know people insert joke here. If he officially turns pro in January, guess what? Get ready. Because the draft's in May, too. It's going to be two extra weeks of it. Three months of it, man. Four months. That's what you're seeing right now with, the, with all his antics and, and all the craziness. Is everyone's saying, like, oh, gosh, how's he going to lead his team to victory with doing all this stuff? Okay, if he put his – himself in jeopardy for his teammates with the signing. Don't roll your eyes at me, Brockman. If he put his <laughs> everybody's saying this, if he put his 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 team in jeopardy with his signings, how is his teammates gonna how are they gonna look at him now? I mean I know what everyone's and, saying. I'm just And he's all about himself. That's what people are saying. It's very overblown. I understand I, I thought the money thing when he was, you know, rubbing his fingers on his thumb was in relation to what had just happened. I did not know in all honesty that he did that all last year, which people tweeted at me. But the signing thing that he points to a player on Rice? Rice? He points to a player on Rice that I'm not signing for you? Like, is this a joke? Is this a freaking joke, man? But, but why are we trying to pretend that the Rice players are completely innocent in this? Like, don't you think they probably started the trash talking? This is the issue, and uh, well, let's get off on this topic. Yeah, fine. No, I, this is the issue with Johnny Manziel that I have, and that I think mo- most people have. You, me, you, Chris Law. If we are twenty years old, with a Heisman Trophy in our back pocket, on the campus, the big man on campus. Now, I, and I'm saying this even as I, if I was a twenty-year-old too. I'm not saying this as a forty-four-year-old father of three, which I can't believe I am. That we would, I would bask in this, okay? Certainly if I already have a silver spoon in my mouth. I would sit at some, I just, it bothers me that he does not have the perspective of live your life, have your fun, understand though the greater picture that's to come. That you are yeah, but what by 20, choice. What twenty year old has oh, that perspective, though? Not many. I understand, but you can't sit. Some of them do. Yeah, a lot of a lot of some them of do. them do. That, that Te- didn't Tebow have this yeah, perspective? When, when you're going around, you got to sit here and you have to understand. You're not only a leader for your team now, but the nature of your position. When you go to the next level, you can't have your guys look at you and say, "What are you a freaking knucklehead?" I don't think it's fair to compare Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel. Clearly, they had two different upbringings, and they're two different he men. He is not. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He thinks the world is against him. It's like, hey, Johnny, you got a Heisman. You've got your life ahead of you. You've already got money in the bank. What are you angry about here? Well, maybe this was just his one what game. Maybe the rest so of the season will be different. Angry about. And everybody that rooted for you last year, unless you are making a conscious decision that somebody in your camp that you have decided that, you know what, I will be a villain that it's better to be talked about in one way or another than not at all. If you have made that conscious, just spell my name right strategy, you're crushing it right now, brother. But if you want everybody to be rooting for you at the next level, going to the next level, you have to look the rice guy in the face and walk away. 
you've got to make sure that you're there for your team. You are a leader of your team. You are a guy who's got a chance to win a national championship and a second Heisman Trophy, walk off to the combine, crush it there, be number one or a first overall choice for some team, if not overall for the league, and then be a leader of men for those folks. And then that's that's what's set up for this kid. And he wants to buy rims, or he thinks that the school's screwing him over, or he's an angry young man. And I think people are sitting here saying, if I was in your shoes, brother, I wouldn't be acting the way that you are. And the fact that he just essentially flips the figurative bird to those people is what really pisses everybody off. I think that is what is at the root of this. Now, you could sit here and say he's a 20-year-old, he's a 19-year-old, and excuse him for that, that he's young, that he's, he's, he's too young to know what's best for him. Okay, fine, fine. And then he will live his life and, and see where the chips fall there. But all of that, all of that is brewing in text, in College Station on ESPN where that's all they talked about. That's all they talk about. Okay, and in our world, we view it all as the prism of what is this going to mean in February, in March, in April, at Pro Days, in meetings with teams. Well, when Brian Billick was on, stuff. I said the same thing to Billick, and he said as long as there's the type of player in the league like Robert Griffin and Russell Wilson, Manziel's going to get a shot. Yeah, but he's five. He's five ten or five eleven, and he's. I mean, his arm isn't. Wait, you're Griffin. almost. You're almost taller than Russell Wilson, bro. Let's say Russell Wilson's only five ten. Manziel's six one. Russell Wilson can sling the ball. Manziel. Manziel's a runner. I mean, he's. He's. And if the, by the way, he's not the, Tebow bad at throwing. But. The nicknames I've heard for for John, Johnny uh, Worms calling him Johnny Autograph <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, I've seen Johnny Paycheck. Yeah, that's a good Johnny, one. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. I guess oh, the thing, the red flag for I me mean, is that why man, would you want to be talked about that the way? The Manning Passing Academy thing's the red flag. It's when you're in the presence of quarterback greatness like that, and you have an opportunity to learn and coach, and you blow that opportunity. And what those do you people, care about but, but but he's not learning from by going to the Manning camp. He's not learning from Archie and Eli and Peyton. By going to the Manning passing camp, he becomes an extension of them yeah. of the Manning family. He is invited them. by the Manning family yeah, to be an extension of that family. They are saying, "Come be part of our brand that we are exporting to youth of America. You be an extension of what we're hoping to bring to the kids, and then he blows it off. That is a red flag, but." We're talking about it now, and if folks, if you're sitting there thinking, oh, come on, it's week one, blah, 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 fine, we'll talk week one. That was our Johnny Manziel tangent. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? February, March, April. We'll see in five months. Half of May. Yeah. Half of May. I'm taking the Colts. Me too. Anyone else (laughs) taking? Okay. I got the Colts. And then last one before before we move forward on this podcast. Chiefs at Jaguars. Chiefs at Jaguars. Andy Reid's first game as coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Victory. I got I got in the Chiefs in this one too. Yeah. I, I like the Chiefs as a surprise team. I think they could potentially win that division. And I am going the Jaguars. Yeah. Really? You betcha. I am. Is this, is this just because Andy Reid screwed you on LaShawn McCoy? <laughs> is this last LaShawn McCoy? Is it, I mean, is this payback for LaShawn? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Rich texted no. me. You had, you had, what, the second overall pick in your I draft. And Rich texted me. He's like, who do I take? Who should I take? Or what are you thinking? And I said, I took Arian in the second spot. 
he, you were thinking about going McCoy. Well, uh, the funny thing, I forgot who tweeted it, but somebody basically said, take McCoy. Take McCoy for the comedy's sake. Just for comedy's sake. The, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And boy, that really spoke to me. It did. Because that's like that line from Seinfeld where the anti-dentite episode. Yep. Uh, where he goes to a confession to say that the dentist who just converted to Judaism, Brian Cranston, <laughs> yes. is telling Jewish jokes, and he goes, "The priest says this offends you as a uh, as a comedian as, as a, a member of the a Jewish, Jewish community." community. <laughs> and he goes, "No, no, it offends me as a comedian." comedian. <laughs> so yes, I respect the comedy here, but no, I took Arian Foster, and um, and then Matthew Berry, who was uh, who who I was texting with a little bit after the podcast, uh, said, "Go get." Go reach for Ben Tate as soon as you possibly can, and in the seventh or eighth round, I got him to handcuff. Handcuff him. So uh, I'm taking Jacksonville. I don't. I don't know why, other than the fact that they are home. Mm-hmm. They are home. It is early. Uh, it's a new coach. Nobody knows nationally, for sure. Maybe even outside of northern Florida. Maybe not even in the southern part of the state. Nobody knows what the hell's going on there. Nobody. What is it going to look like? Gus Bradley seems a very energetic young coach. He's probably you know, from fire, the Pete Carroll mode. Yeah, firing the troops up. Does anybody know what Maurice Jones-Drew is going to look like? Does I, anybody know if he's ready I, to carry 25 times a game? He was my main keeper this year, so what I'm if, hoping. What if he is, by the way? So he's, what, seven, eight months removed from his list, What's Frank? the name of his backup? Sir? What's the name of that kid? Uh, um, oh, uh, jo- is it still Jones? Todman, right? Oh, I, oh, I have no idea. Look at the kid's name. I saw him run away from everybody. First stringers in, what, in a preseason game. They have some... Denard. Yeah. Does they got anybody shooters. know what he's going to look like? Jordan Todman. Correct. Yeah, out of Connecticut. Does anybody know what Denard's going to look like? I took Denard late in the 17th round. Does anybody... Round. No, everyone assumes. Gabbert. Gab, everyone thinks, well, Gabbert's done. What if he's not? No Blackman, though. He's, he's suspended. That may, that, that may be addition by sub, uh, no, subtraction. Yeah, perhaps. They got Cecil, though. I don't know. Don't overlook the Jags this week. And so just that, because we've chosen, we've chosen the same, I'll take the Jaguars. I like it. I like it. I think, I think we're going to get, whenever we do the rest of the picks later, there will be some. Bucks, you know, Jets, Falcons, Saints, Titans, Steelers, Cardinals, Rams, Packers, Niners, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins, Texans, Chargers. That's still to come. But uh, we are excited. To, to move to our first interview here that we've been sitting on for a few weeks, to be very honest. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an Academy Award-winning director. He is the actor in some of the greatest sports movies of all time. No question. And in some of those, you could even remove the word sports, one of the greatest movies of all time. I'd say he's hands down the best sports movie actor of all time. Kevin Costner. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think there's any debating that. And he is, for the first time, playing uh, a role in an in a football-related movie, Draft Day, which is about one day, the a, a day of an NFL draft. Uh, I shot a few scenes with Dion and Mayock, and Berman did it. With, did um, a few scenes with Kuiper and John Gruden on the ESPN set. So we're going to add what they call verisimilitude. It's <laughs> a big word, Rich. You know what that? It means a little bit of reality to the fiction. So the draft day, the commissioner even shot a scene for this because what they did, Ivan Reitman, the director, Ghostbusters and Stripes and um, Animal House, Animal House, right? He, what he did was um, he shot the first night of the draft 
And so they asked all of the aforementioned people, me, Dion, and, and Mayock, and, and, and the ESPN guys, to show up the next day wearing the same stuff from Thursday because they shot us in action for the B-roll. Right. And then shot our scenes on Friday for the film using the names of the players in the draft day wearing the same stuff. So they shot the commissioner on opening night two. RG1, Roger Goodell, came back Saturday wearing the same suit Thursday and read out the fictional picks from the podium. Wow, that's awesome. That's this film. Meanwhile, in Ohio, they're recreating the Brown shop, a, a, a fake Brown's draft war room right? in which I interviewed Kevin Costner. And the television version is on tonight. Tonight. 10.30 Eastern time. Rich Eisen kickoff special. Fantastic show, Rich. You've seen it while you've seen it. Yep. It's such a good time. Matt Damon, Larry David, our guests one and three, and right in the middle is Kevin Costner, one of the all-time greats, joining me now on the Rich Eisen podcast. Pleased to be here on the set of Draft Day with the general manager of the Cleveland Browns in Draft Day, Kevin Costner. Good to see you, Kevin. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. General manager of the Cleveland Browns. How does that hit you? Well, I, you know, perfect. It hit me perfect because after when I read the script, I thought perfect, and I've had that feeling before when I read Field of Dreams or Bull Durham or, for that matter, even Ten Cup. I went, really good script, really inside sports, the right amount of vulgarity, the right amount of poetry, everything that we love about sports I found was inside draft day. Well, that's very high praise. I mean, you just named some of the iconic sports films, and even in terms of Field of Dreams, you can even take out Sports, yeah, you do. right. Some people will just say it's one of the greatest films, right, of all time. What, 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 uh, what really speaks to you? I guess. In well, that I regard? guess you know a movie. You know, you, you start reading the movie on page one, mm-hmm. and you either start to believe it or you don't believe it. And what happens is, you know, in the same thing with the curtain opens. You know, a movie starts, it has all the potential in the world, and then it either falls apart or it gets better and it gets better. And the ones that, that, that hold that line have a chance to become classic. And as I read this, it, it held together, and it surprised me in some areas. It continued to surprise me. And I think that's really almost everything we want in our life, both in our relationship. I think it's everything we want in movies. It's almost everything we want in our job is to be kind of surprised. And Draft Day managed to do that for me. You know, it's like a single day. And there's a big arc for my character who wakes up to the sports radio guys completely trashing me, Mm -hmm. completely just ripping on me from the moment I get up to even my drive to the stadium, (laughs) the the radio, they're going after me. And it's just everything after that. So it's kind of fun, but it also makes its point. Did you pick up the phone and call any general managers? Or I talked, you know, I was with the Rams a little bit. I, 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 I spent time with Cleveland Browns management, and everybody's always, you know, very good to me. But, you know, I've spent my life watching sports, I, you know, listening to you guys, listening to everything about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it, when it bounced away from what I knew to be the truth, we kind of brought it back. This is your first football movie, yeah. right? I mean, you're so synonymous with baseball. Yeah. And and all that, uh, I guess, lyric, lyricism that yeah. goes with yeah. the game. What what about football? Well, I to love you? football. I I remember you know football was you know I, I remember when I was about nine or ten, watching the CBS games. You know, listening to Aldi Rogatis and all these different. I loved those voices back then, mm-hmm. the Jets and you know and 
um, and knowing the college players that went into into the pros and following their their career. So football has. Uh, I can't watch any documentary without knowing I watched the game live. Right. You know, there's not a there's not a single game actually that's played in slow motion twenty years later that I didn't make sure I was home to to watch. When I went from ESPN to NFL Network, at ESPN I was mostly a baseball guy, and going to the Hall of Fame and in baseball, it's Cooperstown. It's like straight out of a Rockwell painting. Yeah. And then you go to right here in Ohio right. to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's right by an interstate. Trucks whiz by, yeah. and you sort of feel a totally different power to it. It's true. Does that speak to you? Well, I remember, way? you know, I was 18, and I went around the country. I, when I graduated, I, I got in a pickup truck, and I left home for about two or three months, and I went to literally all four corners of the United States, and, um, and I went to Canton, Ohio. And I remember going through it, and I remember reading this this poem by Pop Warner about Jim Thorpe. And I remember, you know, sports guys are really funny how much they're almost willing to cry. <laughs> oh, please. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. But I remember him talking about this big man, my the, my big man, the Jim Thorpe. And I remember getting emotional. I've never been back. Thought about making the drive, but they've got me chained and balled to this movie. <laughs> right here. Yeah, and, uh, and just about 50 minutes away from the Pro Football yeah. Hall of Fame. Um, with your background in, in these sports films, um, which, which sports film does appeal to you? Is it more sort of like the, the comedy in Bull Durham, or is it the sort of father-son tug-at-the-heartstring type tale like Field of Dreams. What do you think makes a good sports movie? And I don't what know. There's a, there's, a, there's a single moment. Well, I tell you, they just can't be too soft because it's 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 rough what goes on out there. It's vulgar, and it's like we can talk rough about our game, but nobody else can. We can say this, you know. Right. But if you say it, and and sports guys are, you know, it's like I, I, that, and then and then they can also be, be very very emotional about things, and I think they have to stay rough. And you have to understand the poetry that goes with that roughness, that, that, that Crash Davis will go hit a home run in obscurity, uh, uh, a, a um, record that he's kind of embarrassed by, by, that maybe he's hit more home runs than anybody in the minor leagues, that he knows it's not something he... But he still will elects to go room with a 17-year-old just so he can hit it. And I love the poetry of sports. And... Uh, I think in love with the game, you know, he, he pitches a perfect game, but he finds himself in the hotel room, and his parents were there to see it, who've been at every Little League game, and he weeps. He just weeps to the point where it's almost a sob. You know, his shoulders are heaving. You know, he's in the most expensive room in New York City. So isn't that odd that that's a moment that appeals to me? It's a moment that I believe in. Yeah, human moments in yeah. that regard that mirror what you see in everyday life. For instance, just a, a month ago, Sergio Garcia against Tiger Woods, he put several balls in the water, yeah. one after another after another at Sawgrass, and everybody keeps mentioning, well, he tin-cupped it. Yeah. People keep referring back to the, the Roy McAvoy yeah. moment. That, uh, well, that's Ron Shelton. You know, Ron has gotten sports as, as, as well as, as, as it's ever been done. You know, he understands the bus, and he understands the women. Yeah. And he understands the thing that goes with it. And he understands stubbornness and an athletic arrogance, mm -hmm. if you will. And somebody who just implodes for a second. Just they do, and no one's going to stop them. 
it's almost like you just stand back and he's going to punch himself out, <laughs> right, right? Right. He's just going to he's going to wear himself out. He can't go anymore, and then you end up with the greatest twelve in history. <laughs> greatest twelve in history. What about? Um, <laughs> I love it. I, I, you, there there are such things. Yeah, is that, right. You know what you I know? mean. But see, there's a dignity in that, and Ron gets it. Mm-hmm. Greatest twelve in history. The greatest twelve. So in he history. found a level of victory. You know, it's like, oh, well, why didn't you? You know, I'm, I'm going to blow that that thing. But you know, um, lots of sports adage, and I can't think of it right now. What if I had asked your favorite football team? Do you have one? I know the Cleveland Browns currently. Right. Well, listen, I have, I have, I have followed winners mm-hmm. a lot. You know, and I and I remember. Following the Steelers and 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 Bradshaw and and why he's not ever mentioned, you know, in that handful of quarterbacks that you'd want playing in that specific game. I don't know why. Uh, it was a it was so great to watch uh, the Montana years, and um, so it's really interesting to watch, you know, watch the teams. You know, I had players that I really followed and identified with, and and. Uh, so I, I watch football alone. I don't. I Is like, that right? I, I, I watch. I, I have a big need to watch every play, every play. I don't like. You know, I was in Europe one time. They sped the game up, and I went. You don't know because you can you can feel the momentum if you mm-hmm. watch every play. Well, you sound like a general manager right now, yeah. Kevin. You can, like you're going to watch. You're going to watch the film. That's you're been watch really the... a fun. It's it's been a fun thing for me. But I think all of us kind of question uh, sometimes teams' makeup. You know, and we and and if you watch it long enough, you you realize sometimes people try to make the star of their team a leader, and he's not necessarily. Sure. It's not any fault of his. It's the fault that actually sometimes you put a guy into a into a, a spot that he can't pull off. And I think the art of coaching or the art of general managing is putting people where they can succeed. A couple more questions for you. Um, I could do this all day with you. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. I mean, they don't, we're not going to stop till they clip call and me. Save that, clip and save that one. Yeah, no, we really honest. It's, it's, it's fun to talk because I don't get to see it the way you do. I mean, I had the day. There was a day in my life when all those Sports Illustrated pictures were in my bedroom. <laughs> and that's not anymore. And so I have a tendency to find the teams during the playoffs. You know, of course, that's where I have to find them. Removing yourself from the equation, the films that you've done, what is your favorite sports movie? What's your favorite one of all time? Yeah, well, I... I've got one. Yeah, I have a a couple, and one was probably maybe not even that good, but it moves me always, Mm -hmm. which was Pride of the Yankees. Um, uh, But I think Hoosiers was one of the great movies. That's mine. I think Hoosiers really was, and it was Hackman and... um, and it was it was a lot of things. It was the drinking problem of the father, you know. And it was uh, it was just well crafted. The analogies from that movie that I I'm fortunate to make in what I do for a living every day, the two scenes that leap out at me. One is measuring the rim to the floor, right. and the free throw line to the baseline when they go in the Butler Fieldhouse, and the you guys' eyes are. It so, it's just bottom line is do your job. Don't pay attention to all the stuff around you. The arena may be bigger. The game may be technically bigger, right. but it's still the game. Focus well, it was on a, that. It's the psychology of, 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 of settling guys down. 
you know, of trying to put something in perspective. And, and what do you say to somebody before they go into a war, before they go into a sporting sure. event, to, uh, who, when you know they're overmatched? And the fact that they took their time with it, because you're actually watching Hackman do it for a second, which is, and you know, took his time, then he did this one very methodically. That's just the same as our gym. And then the other scene with, um, where uh, one of his players is not paying attention, or not, it's not, let's put it, one of his players is not following the new rules right. because he's not, he isn't bought into the system right. yet. And uh, he benches him. Right. Other kid fouls out, and he leaves four players on the floor. Right. And the entire city right. is screaming at him from right. the stands, and he holds up his game plan in his leather satchel wordlessly just holds it up to the crowd and it's just anytime there's a coach who's trying to teach his or her system in the in in sports i always think of that scene we'll, play, just with four. Tr- we'll play with four right exactly there's a you know you know nowadays if you want to sit somebody down the first person in the office is going to be their lawyer and and maybe the shoe company <laughs> you know what i mean you got look at you sure. got the guy that i got commercially sitting on the bench so it's you know, there's a purity about the game, no matter where it's played. Yeah. And and we and when we get away from it, we miss something, uh, because there's a lot you can learn at 35. There's a lot you can learn at 55, and uh, and so, you know, life is teaching, and sometimes somebody's gotta gotta know. So has this been fun being back in a sports movie? Just it, sort of like slipping into. It a, has, a, a, you know. I, I don't like the tie thing. It's just, I, I, I don't like lawyer movies, and I don't like Thai movies, and so this has really got me. Uh, <laughs> Thai movies. And, and I'm in it all day. I mean, my wardrobe costs 400 bucks. Right. And for the entire movie. So it's the cheapest thing in the movie. Yeah, because it's interesting. You see all these coaches on the sidelines on football Sundays or Thursdays, as yeah. you like to say on NFL Network, and, you know, they're wearing... Uh, hoodies like Belichick, yeah. or they were just wearing other gear. I like that look. But yeah. on draft day, right. they all have to suit and right. boot. All of them suit and boot on draft day. Well, I like when it. I like that it suits them. I, you know, I, I thought, you know, it suited Lombardi how he dressed, and it suited Landry how he dressed, and it suits Belichick how he dressed. You know, I like it when guys find their way. You know, you go, that's who it is. I mean, I liked it when Tyson had the just the hole in the towel. It, mm-hmm. it, that worked. For me, mm-hmm. you know, this is fun. I've enjoyed talking to you, Kevin. Thanks, Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. It's Kevin Costner right here on the set of Draft Day. Kevin Costner on the Rich Eisen podcast. How amazing was that, Rich? Awesome. I mean, I, I met the guy in 1999. Oh, so you'd met before? I had met him before in '99. Uh, it's in, like a tin cup time frame, I think. Well, it was for love of the game. Oh. Was that was a baseball, right? Picture baseball movie that he did. De Niro. Right. He did it. No, he's in it. Robert De Niro was not He a, wasn't in that for, one? For love of the game? What I'm thinking of a different baseball one where he was a pitcher. Yeah, he was he a was pitcher. He was the pitcher in For Love of the Game. Right. Hmm. And Robert De Niro, for I think, Tigers. played Jake LaMotta in that movie. <laughs> I think you're right, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy lord. But no, for love of the game. Well, you're the best. And he held a screening of it for the... Um, media that was gathered at the All-Star Game, Baseball All-Star Game. I was a baseball guy before coming to NFL Network. Which 99. Is why, which is why I always love when I get tweets from people whenever I tweet about baseball. Why don't you stick to football? Okay? Give me a break. 99 was the All-Star Game at Fenway Park. At Fenway Park. And it was special because they had the All-Century team mm-hmm. 
baseball put together the all-century team. They announced it. And what they did was is they had all the all-century guys in the garage in, sen- in center field of Fenway Park. And Kevin Costner came walking out, stood on the mound, and announced the team. But first, the Field of Dreams-like came out of the cornfield, if you will, by coming out of the garage and lining up from first to second base and second to third base. And like Yaz was standing on first base, you know, and Brooks Robinson was standing on third. And they rolled out Ted Williams in the golf cart. Well, that was at the end of it. Yep. After they then announced the all-star team, the current all-star team, that lined up from home plate to first and home plate to third. And it was a true star constellation of all-time greats. And then Ted Williams came out on the golf cart yep. throughout the first pitch, I believe, held up on one arm by Ken Griffey Jr., and the other arm by Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn. Ah. And bless uh, Ted Williams' son for putting a hitter.net hat on his dad's head Awful. as opposed to a Red Sox hat. Just terrible. And he threw the first pitch to Carlton Fisk. And I was the host of Major League Baseball on ESPN Radio. It was my job to describe that action for a radio listening audience, I stood two feet behind home plate for that whole thing. Wow. Unbelievable. Cool. That's and I awesome. met Kevin Costner uh, before that and then interviewed him uh, up in his suite of Fenway Park. And Susie at the time was just a friend, in quotes, <laughs> my wife now of my three children. Um, she took a picture of me with Kevin Costner that, you know, I had a lot of hair and Kevin Costner looks the same. <laughs> you know, and before we did that interview, we we reminisced about that moment. Where's about, that picture at? Um, at home. I'll show it to you. Nice. It's so there. I, I mean, because I mean, he's Kevin freaking Costner, and also the Untouchables. I mean, no. I could have talked about movies with him forever, forever. Yeah, the Untouchables is one of those ones you do, you you forget. Elliot Ness, and right? You don't even think. Yeah, of. you don't bring a knife to a to a gunfight. So no, I won't use the full line there, but I mean. By the way, that's the movie that De Niro I was thinking in. the fan with Wesley Snipes with the Giants pitcher. That's wow. what I was thinking. But so I you mixed off. for love of the game with the fan. I was off. <laughs> off. I don't even know if the word off is appropriate for that. Well, here's the here's the question: Did you or did you not shed a tear? The bodyguard. Answer it truthfully. I did not. No. 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 I, I, I'd be willing to go out on a limb and say I've never seen The Bodyguard beginning to end. It's just one of those movies oh. you always see pieces of. Well, clearly. But, uh, I mean, Kevin Costner talking movies with him, I would have done that f- all day long. And the Ho- and Hoosiers, and that's, as you right. heard in that conversation. Hoosiers is number one for me. It is. Um, and we'll eventually get to that on the REP picks. Or flicks. So, sometimes. Right? sometimes R.E.P. We'll flicks. R.E.P. flicks. You've got to get on that, Law. Get on It'll that. be on the poll question this week. And R.E.P. picks. Let's return to that before we get to Carrie Underwood. Yes. And then the Schaefers are waiting in the wings. We last left you picking games for week one uh, with the Chiefs and Jaguars. We have been lockstep in every single pick. Nobody took the Vikings over the Lions, which I was sort of surprised about. But we've been lockstep with every pick uh, except for the one where I chose the Jaguars at home and you guys chose the Chiefs. Buccaneers at Jets. Does anybody take the bucket the Jets with Geno Smith starting? Anybody? No, no chance. Anybody. I could see them winning it, but I took the Bucks. I took the Bucks. I, I'm taking the Buccaneers too. I, I am also. And I'm just going to say, spare everybody Jets talk. We've talked about them enough over the past. Appreciate few weeks. that, Rich. You bet. And I, I'm I, I I hear you, the fans. The, uh, NFL Network once again is proud to have the Falcons and the Saints play one another in Atlanta. 
after Thanksgiving. Once again, we had that last year. We're having it again this year. Great matchup. It is the rematch of the opening game of the year. Mm. What a great game this is. The Falcons and the Saints in the Superdome. Sean Payton's return to this rivalry, to this team, to this stadium for a game that means so much. And I'm going to take the Saints in this game. I understand that the Falcons are an NFC favorite. They are loaded. They are loaded. And I want to, while we're on the subject, give a tip of the cap to Brian Banks for getting as far as he did. Podcast favorite and Absolutely. friend. Absolutely. Yep. Um, part of the uh, penultimate cutdown for the for the Falcons. And I, I know the Falcons are going to win a ton of games this year, and they could win the NFC and could even win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're winning this game. I think it's just too much with Peyton coming back. That building's going to be lit up. So I'm like the fans you. be. And, I, yeah. I, and, I'm, and I'm taking the Saints. I got the Saints, too. I, I don't, it's tough to go into the Superdome and win. I'll be the lone wolf. I'm taking the Falcons. Uh, I, I really like them this year. The match role is my fantasy quarterback. And like you said, they're absolutely loaded. And I, I think they have too much firepower. Well, I'm interested to see what the Steven Jackson, Jack Quiz Rogers tandem looks like. And they got to get more out of what they got from Michael Turner last year. But so this we'll would be see. a great way for the Falcons to serve notice, everybody. No question. Okay, that Matt Ryan comes back. He's got his $100 million contract. Yep. He's, a, he's an MVP-type candidate. The Matural goes on the road and beats the Saints to start the season. That would be a great calling card for the Falcons and would shut me up for choosing the Saints. I still And, and I want fans to sit here and think I'm discounting the Falcons. I think that they are uh, uh, a division favorite, if not winning the division. I just don't think they're winning this game. Um, next up, Titans at Steelers. This one, uh, this one scares me a little bit. This one scares me a little bit, but I'm still going to go with Pittsburgh at home to win this game to start the season, and this is purely based on last year. I have no idea what either of these teams are going to look like. None at all. Absolutely. But Big Ben at home to start the season. This is a rematch of the opening game of, uh, the, uh, of the 2009 season when the Steelers almost lost at home in overtime. Uh, they were the Titans forced overtime in the Kerry Collins era uh, opening up yes. against Pittsburgh. But uh, the Titans opening up in, in Pittsburgh, I think the Steelers win this one. You're right. A lot of question marks on these teams. Pittsburgh was one of those teams, like, fantasy-wise, I, I was kind of staying away from. Not really sure what, what you're going to get out of them, but uh, equal question marks with uh, CJ and the Titans. I like Pittsburgh Law. also. Yeah, I took Pittsburgh also. I, I, I it, it, we don't know anything. Pittsburgh's a team that could be eleven and five, or they could be seven and whatever, seven and nine. I mean, we just don't know. Let's go with the Rams and the Cardinals. I like the Rams at home in this one. Me too. I think the Rams uh, being home helps. The Cardinals uh, need to show me something before I go here. And Chris Law is. Uh, do you take the Rams or the Cardinals in this one? Yeah, I took for this one. I I like the Rams. Okay, so that's three of us there. The Forty ers and Packers. I still don't see the Packers having improved on the defensive side of the ball where Colin Kaepernick said uh, everybody was pointing fingers. And um, I, I, I just think the Niners, they're, they're, I don't want to give away too much for later on when we make our picks, but I'm really high on the San Francisco 49ers. I think this is a tough matchup for the Packers to, 
to open the season against, and I am going with the San Francisco 49ers. I think there are a few people in the league who hold grudges as much as Aaron Rodgers, and I I think he's going to avenge that playoff You're loss. You're taking the Packers? I'm taking the Packers. I took the Packers, too. Okay. I like the Packers mixing it up there. We I like that. That mixes up all of our picks. And then wrapping up the Sunday, Giants and Cowboys. I told you this could be the Cowboys' year. I told you that I love Tony Romo. I told you I wanted to get Des Bryant every single fantasy team that I, I could, and I got, got him in neither. I got him in two. I got him in neither. You look at the defense, the way that uh, the way that Monty Kiffin has this defense swarming to the ball. They've got him working it. They look like they are ready to take that next step, and I am taking the Giants in this one. <laughs> I knew you were setting this up. I am taking the Giants in this one. The oh, the Giants, the Giants have not lost in the Jones Mahal. That's true. I am taking them. And they are ready. To, uh, Coughlin's going to get them all whipped up because who is the one who spoiled week one for them last year? That's right. In their house. Dallas did it. I'm taking the Giants in this one. I'm drinking this Cowboy Kool-Aid. I'm taking the boys. Yeah, I got the Cowboys too on this one. Okay. I'm lone wolfing on that one. And then the Monday night uh, matchup. Uh, Law, I'm going to have you go here first. Your Eagles against the Redskins. You break it down since you know the Eagles I mean, better than most here. I, I, I wish I did know the Eagles better than most. I'm intrigued to see what we're going to see. We really don't know with Chip Kelly. I, I had to take the Eagles. It's a homer pick. I got it. But RG3, first week back on the knee. We don't know what we're getting out of him. I got the Eagles winning it. I, I can't wait to see Vic. He's looked good with Deshaun Jackson all, week, all preseason. So I got the Eagles. This game could be 42 to 38. I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of defense in this one, but uh, I'm riding with my uh, FX co-star on the league, Robert Griffin. I'm taking the Redskins. And I'm taking the Redskins, too. I truly believe that Washington at home, and um, I I believe in RG3. I think he is as dynamic as they come, and I think he's going to have a great comeback, and I'm taking the Redskins in this one. And then lastly, I'm taking the Texans. As am I. I'm taking the Texans in San Diego. No team uh, looked more banged up and more um, disoriented on the offensive line than San Diego did in the preseason. Yeah, I, I took the Texans too. And a side note from that, has, is there been a more under-the-radar player than Manti Teo considering he was the focus well, he of hasn't not played. only the sports He's world, been in a walking boot for much of all. But still, he's kind of gotten a free... NFL pass thus far based on huh. how big his story was well, last I, year when he, it happened. Well, that's why, it was, that's why I told you when, when it happened. I thought San Diego was a perfect place it for is. him to go. Yeah. They have like, is it one, is just one newspaper? Yeah, the Union Tribune. <laughs> one Kevin paper town. Yeah, one newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> and they got, uh, they, got, they got an anchorman. <laughs> right? Ron Burgundy's covering the team. That's Cor- right. Corning Stone's on the beat. So those are our picks. Again, go to uh, the fantasy page on NFL.com and, and use uh, use your mouse to click on the weekly pick and then find the Rich Eisen podcast page and join us. There's over 2,200 uh, members there, and we want to get that thing up. And even if you don't get it in week one, there's enough bonus points to to get you back in the game. No Sunday question. night football um, is the Giants and Cowboys. And everybody knows the theme for Sunday night football. Faith Hill made it as famous as possible. Um, and there's a new face and voice to Sunday night football. Carrie Underwood and Chris Law, you and I visited her on the set that she was uh, performing the Open. Out. It was on a, a stage in Marina Del Rey. Yeah, big sound stage. They had, the day before we were there, Andrew Luck was there. A couple of the players were there to shoot their scenes for the Open. Right. So pretty cool to see. As you might imagine, uh, NBC puts, uh, puts a lot of bells and whistles in this thing. It is the number one watch show on television. Two years ago, if you'd said that the, the, the face of the, uh, of the star or the star of the uh, most watched show on television, you'd say Simon Cowell. 
Not anymore. It's Sunday Night Football. Al Michaels is the face of the, of the most famous, <laughs> uh, uh, of the most watched show on television. And here is my conversation with Carrie Underwood. Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen kickoff special a multi-platinum selling recording artist, multi-Grammy Award winner, and now the voice and face of Sunday Night Football on NBC. Carrie Underwood, good to see you. How are you? Thank you. I'm really good. I feel accomplished. Because of, we got it done. Oh, I thought it was my introduction. Well, that or, too. Okay. That was really good. Thank that you. It was a good intro. I appreciate that because I, at the beginning of interviews, I need a little burst of confidence. Yes, you know? we all do. Don't you think? Yeah. It is one of those you things where... You need somebody to pump your tires for a second. What yeah. about here? What a, how, how, how have your tires gone hitting this road good. here in this situation? Um, well, I, I said up front, I was so happy that they had um, an audience for me to sing in front of. Because the, that's the weirdest part when you're like in front of green screen stuff or whatever, pretending that there are people there that right. aren't actually there. But they were great all day. So they were cheering and in between takes, they're like, we love you. So that made me feel good. Well, this is a pretty neat gig. I mean, you've, you've been there. You've done that. You've, yeah. you've pretty much done it all. Yeah. Where does this rank for you taking over for Faith Hill? to sing the opening to the number one show on television. It's awesome. I mean, this definitely ranks high on my scale of awesome things that I've been able to be a part of. I've been a football fan my whole life, so to kind of be a part of football is is really cool, you know. Born in Oklahoma, does that require you to be a fan of the Dallas Cowboys Um, as a kid? When I was a kid, for sure, my room was decked out. I had comforters and like pillow, Dallas Cowboy pillows. My mom could sew, so she made my curtains um, blue. Um, I had Aikman posters on my wall, Emmett Smith, you know, Deion Sanders. They were great at the time. Michael Irving, yeah. Those were, that was the team. Right. Those guys were amazing. Where are those items now? Are they in storage? Um, I still have a couple of them for sure. And the fact that um, my paths cross occasionally with some of these guys that I grew up watching. And it's it's just (laughs) awesome. And they know my name. Well, that's so cool. That is pretty cool, right? Well, Dion, you know, has tried his hand at being a recording artist. Right. And you're aware of that. You know, right. he had his, his, I don't know if it's a best-selling album. He had a selling album. There you go. You know, back in the day. You know, <laughs> yeah. must be the money. That was his whole... So, should I go try to play football? Well, it's up to you. I, would... I mean, I was quarterback of my Greek Week football team. Your I'm Greek, just saying. Your Greek Week football team? I'm just team? saying. I was telling him, I was like, you know I can throw a spiral, like... I got this. If you need me to do that in the opening, I I got it. What was it like being the Greek Week quarterback? This was at (laughs) at Northeastern State University. Yes, you did your homework. Yeah. Well, they're they're famous for turning out great Greek Week quarterbacks into the music industry. They are. Yes, they're known for that. (laughs) They are. I'm just wondering what it's like to be the Greek Week quarterback. It was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Okay. I mean. That's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, what about now? You're you live in Nashville. And you take over this gig from Faith Hill, who is a huge, huge Titan fan. Yeah. Does that now require you to start rooting for the Tennessee Titans? Um, it's not a requirement. I like okay. to think of myself as a free agent as far as as far as what team. You know, sure. I, I kind of pick a team at the beginning of the season. Right. And I'm like, I, I feel like they're going to have a great team, and I feel like they deserve right. some wins. Yes. You know? And, of course, there's teams I... I won't say who they are, but there's always teams that you're they like. They know who they are. You're like Karen. trained. Like I don't like them. They know so. who they are. And everybody is different. This is pretty cool. We're getting sort of a glimpse of how this opening's put together. That you're here, 
I think your voice is being currently used for the background fans right now as you're sitting right here. It's freaking me out a little it's, bit. I got to be I'm honest in two with you. Places at once. That is how talented you actually yeah. are. And <laughs> so it's a full day. So you're essentially here shooting the open. Yeah. Right. And you are singing the song, and and are there any of the players? Have you met any of the players here? Um, I met Andrew Luck okay. yesterday. Okay. That was yesterday, yeah. So that was that was cool. And when I came in, somebody else, I couldn't tell who it was because they were, like, way up high and I'm terrible eyesight, but they were doing their thing. And, okay. Um, it's, it's cool to have. I mean, people think, oh, maybe they just show up and... I mean, this has taken a lot of people in multiple days, mm-hmm. you know, being being in the studio and then being here and then filming the right. guys doing their thing and then me. Mm-hmm. This was an all-day thing just today. It's we incredible. were here for a long time. It's pretty neat stuff. Did you contact Faith Hill at all about this? Um, I, haven't, I, I haven't had the pleasure of seeing her in okay. a while. Um, normally, you know, when you're in the country music world, your paths cross when you're at award shows and stuff like that, and I just I haven't seen her. But I know she's given... She's given her blessing, which was really important, you know, and, and to follow somebody that's definitely made her mark on this and um, and, and is such an amazingly talented, strong female. Um, I was I was honored, and I'm honored to be in, in that kind of company. Well, the uh, Open debuts on the Sunday night, the Giants and Cowboys. Where will you be for the opening game? I have game? no idea. Will you be there, I mean, at home? setting the TiVo or what I mean like watching I honestly or? don't know where I will be um, my schedule is a little nutty okay. and as soon as I say I'm going to be somewhere that's it'll change tomorrow okay um, I would love to go catch some more more games in general okay. um, this season I was on tour last season so I really missed out on getting to go I love going to football games right I love the crowd energy um, you know just seeing people kind of lay it all out there on the field it's it's just such a wonderful spectacle. Right. Um, so I, I need to go to more games this year. Well, that's it's going to happen. Well, you know, if, if I was singing the opening of Sunday Night Football on NBC and it was debuting, I would be glued to the couch. Oh, definitely. And I would be, no, I'm just, I'm not saying this is what you should do. I'm just telling you what I'm, I would do. You don't have to follow no, my advice. I will, advice, though. But, I Wherever mean, I am, I will be watching. You know, I, yeah. I could be a window into my soul about, about me, but I would just be there watching it over and rewinding it and starting it again. Like, the first quarter would be over after I saw it for, like, the 20th time. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, that's just me. I have a hard time watching myself back. No, why? Oh, it's just weird. <laughs> it's strange. What about when having I, an when interview I come while on the When I come on the radio, I'm like, uh, oh, boy. it. <laughs> do you have a Super Bowl prediction? Do you th- who, do you, who, who would you like, to, let's put it this way, who would you like to see in the Super Bowl uh, in New York City? In 2014, I mean, the Packers have been really like building up. I feel like it's it's they just need to be there. Okay. Some more. So you got the Packers. You know, they, they they just have a lot of really great key players. So sure. I'm I'm hoping. Okay. For them. So you like the Packers, and then the AFC. You, there's you know you like Peyton Manning. You got Andrew Luck, who you met would be quite the long shot. But. Right. I, I I think he's got. I mean he's he's a newbie. You know. Yeah, he is. Um, so he's he's got a, a ways to go. Um, I I'm I've always been a, a Peyton Manning fan for sure. Um, and I've gotten to be around him okay. a little bit. I, I haven't met too many players. Right. Um, but I have I have gotten to be. We did Saturday Night Live together. So, did you really? Yeah. So I got to be around him and and I like him as a person. There you so, go. So and he's, Peyton he's Manning obviously versus- a great. Great leader. Peyton Manning versus Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. According to Carrie Underwood. 
thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Carrie Underwood, whose voice is being heard right now in a different part of this hangar, but physically right here on the kickoff special. The lovely and talented Carrie Underwood, everybody. That was a tough assignment to be sent out on, Rich, let me tell you. You did a great job. I'm sorry I missed that one, guys. She couldn't be lovelier, and and, uh, you can go to our blog page to see the video of that conversation. It's part of the video that uh, Chris Brockman chopped up in Edit Bay 8, everybody, uh, here at the NFL Network, where uh, from whence the kickoff special came. That's tonight at 10.30 Eastern Time. Yeah, thanks to my editor, uh, Paul Thurwachter. Um, he's been my guy in all these episodes, and he did another fantastic job. Hope you all enjoy it. Crushed it. Crushed it. Now let's wrap up this kickoff edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast with some old friends, some great friends who are back at what they do best, which is make some hilarious television. The league returns on FXX now. Yep, Extra X. Extra X provided by Jackie and Jeff Schaefer, the co-creators and executive producers, writers of the league. Good to see you guys. How you doing? Thrilled. Thrilled to be here. So excited. It's the beginning of football season. It is. And for the first time, it's actually the beginning of the league season also. We are now, we are going lockstep. We are are starting, uh, we premiere tomorrow, Wednesday, September 4th. We, yeah, we premiere September 4th, and, yep. and the next day, football. Now, it's interesting because you have, in previous years, debuted mid-season, right, of the yes. National Football League season. Yes. So you've been able to adjust accordingly some scripts later on. Yes. And also try and predict what the first few weeks of the season would do and thus look like Nostradamus savant-like geniuses. But now... You're going in... A little tough to look smarter when you're shooting in the beginning of July. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you shot at the beginning of July last year. Right, but we Right when you were having a child. Yeah. Correct? Yes, Yes, but that was a draft. That was, we were shooting, we were recreating a draft that had happened in April. That's true. So that, that, that was a little easier. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what is very nice, though, uh, about starting this early, um... Uh, we are no longer on Thursdays, so I'm sure. That, I'm you're, sure you're away from the beast. We are on Wednesday. I'm sure that Roger Goodell is just—they were sweating it out for a while. I'm yes. sure they're breathing a huge sigh of relief. Everyone on Madison Avenue there is just saying, "Oh, thank God that we don't have to deal with the league again." Well, it's smart though. I mean, because makes folks, sense, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. folks that that are going to be watching the league are clearly interested in 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 real football as opposed to the yeah. virtual Here's football. Here's the thing. We just want our fans happy. And in order to keep them happy, we make sure that Nadine Velasquez wears a lot of bras and underwear every season. <laughs> okay. And, and we moved our show to Wednesday night. It, it's not that complicated. Well, it was also, it's a little bit of, you know, self-defense. I mean, frankly, doing the show on Thursday versus Thursday night football is like doing a show about, like, church renovations while the second coming's on another channel. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So, on so, the religious network yes, or something. exactly. So it's like, why don't we just... Not do that. I mean, it's hard enough right now. Obviously, it's a show that is steeped in the NFL. It's a fantasy fo- show about people who love the NFL and fantasy football. Right. But we're not allowed to show the NFL. So it's like doing, doing uh, Jurassic Park without being able to see the dinosaurs. You sort of go, right. there's a T-Rex. <laughs> there's a Stegosaurus. Uh, now, is, so that because, now- is that because... Uh, a money thing because Fox is is a, a partner of the National Football League. You know, see, I, I, have I touched money. a nerve? Have I touched a nerve? No, Jack? because know. here's the thing: like, yeah. you know, you were talking about the movie that you're doing. It's it's we already did it. We did it the way we wanted to do it. We right. don't we don't need to do it. We have the players. We've got you. I yes. mean, you're as football as football gets. You know, it's <laughs> we're we're doing what we want to do without a lot of restrictions. Now, uh, before we move forward. 
the guy behind you on the other side of the glass oh. is definitely oh. champing at the bit here. Um, and I know that there's so much to talk about. Another great season. Uh, you've see, your Seahawks are poised. There really is so much to talk about with you guys. Let's start with the most important thing. Which is, did Chris Law, who shot his cameo, he did. wind up on the cutting room floor no. or not? We he locked did not. that show. Jackie and I locked that show last, last night. night. And Chris Law. <laughs> and Chris Law's lines oh, are in the show. Oh, no. B- news breaking right here. Chris Law, thespian. And I will say, as an actor, Chris, you're an amazing producer of a podcast. But he, <laughs> he, he, he and his yeah. understated, yes. understated journeyman performance oh. are, are, on, are going to be on television. Um, understated journeyman performance. Yes. Fantastic. Let me just say it. I can't. I guess I can't say what I was doing, but uh, no, 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 no. We, we can a little bit. Can he? Can we? Well, can a little bit. Okay. He was doing what he does so well, and I actually can't <laughs> say people's names. And well, screwing I, everything yeah. up. I actually hello, can't. Hello, I'd Josh like, and Karsten Cutler. I've been thinking in anticipation of coming here this morning. What phrase I could use that everyone would understand has the same gravitas as the phrase that I can't use on your air mm. about getting between Jeff and I trying to befriend an NFL player who's making a cameo on the show Ooh. when you do this every day and you're just hanging out with him and he wants to hang out with you. Jay Cutler is the cameo we're speaking oh. of. So he and Jay Cutler are hanging out and like we're there trying to befriend the Cutlers like Kevin and Jenny on the show. <laughs> but Jay only wants to talk to Chris and Chris is talking to Jay. And is this true? No, I mean, he was blocking no. us. You know, I'll you drop know, the first word, but he was blocking you know, us. You're Ren, blocking. Wow. Ren is easy. He was blocking. Ren, Steve Ren is well, easy. It's interesting blocking. that he would be. Only he would be that former, He would be interesting <laughs> that he's that former blocker because his nickname on this show is Latex Salesman. <laughs> oh, <come on>. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get some insight salesman. for my fantasy draft. You know, asking <laughs> exactly. about asking about uh, was Ms. Cavallari there? The yes. two of them are there with with uh, with their uh, cast cutlet. The cutlet. Actually, the real life cutlet was there as well in the trailer. Because the Cutlet in real life, uh, Camden, Cutlet is the actor who plays the son on the show, and Camden, their real son, is the same age as my daughter, so the two of them- Was that a play date? Did they have a play date? They were having a play date. Play date. She stripped him of his blocks, which I was a little concerned about. (laughs) Um, In the show, uh, Kevin and Jenny discover that they're going to this this pre-toddler program, they discover that- uh, Jane, Kristen Cutler, and the Cutlet yes. are also attending. So yes. they, of course, dreams, dreams, and dreams in their head of, oh my gosh, this is it. We're going to be friends with the Cutlers. Because of our kids, yes. we're going to be friends with them forever. And, and in this final moment where they're about to approach the Cutlers and this, this fantasy come true, they have just one person standing between them and Jay and Kristen. It's Chris Law! <laughs> yes! <laughs> what up, what, what, when, what this number episode? show three. Episode show three. three. So yeah. it will air on... The 18th. The 18th. And of, this, September. The 18th of September. Wednesday, Here, September 18th. Chris yeah. Law. On FXX. Chris Law, Jay 10:30 Cutler. 1030 at night, correct? 1030? Yes. We've got okay. Chris Law. Jay Cutler and Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg. Snoop! Snoop. By the way, just so you understand, this guy has kept this... In a vault. Under wraps. He has vaulted it. This man has vaulted it. Latex is not permeable. (laughs) (laughs) One way or the other. (laughs) In theory, to some, right? (laughs) This guy, Brockman, picked the the Bears to beat Cincinnati earlier in this podcast based merely on having a dream that he was hanging with Cutler and Cavallari in a preseason game that Cutler was not playing and decided to join... The two of you, as you put it, you and Kristen, in the stands. Right. 
So no joke. Last night I had is, that dream. That is insane. He just said this an hour ago before you guys got right. here, and I'm I'm here thinking to myself, if he only knew <laughs> that, that my crazy. scene was with Cutler and Cavalier. Yes. He even vaulted it for that. That is amazing. amazing, Chris. Chris Law, excellent job. But now it's now it's now it's the time to sing like a canary. So here it is. We've got <laughs> and we we were just look. We're very lucky. We got we've got the Cutlers. We've got Snoop. We've got Chris Law, and we're just lucky that I think. Chris and Chris Law and Snoop have been trying to do a project together for quite some time, <laughs> and we we just happened to be brought there. It, brought us yes. together. Yeah, it's so. a shitock, as they would say. <laughs> do I have to bleep that? Do I have to bleep that? No, you no. don't. Oh, okay. You don't. Uh, See, there's the non. There's, there's the, the goy coming yeah, out latex. Did you? By the way, did you have anything to do with the latex salesman episode? That was that was. Those, did that my predate time. You, that, that predated, predated me? me. Oh, yeah, one of the greatest buttons. Yep, of him all lying time. on the ground there. And it's amazing. you want to be my latex. Yeah. He's our latex salesman. I tweeted that out on Law's birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so that is all in part due to Richard Sherman's performance. Yes. yes. Well, La- was it week Sydney six Rice of last year? It was. Was, it, was it week six of last year? Yeah. yeah. All because the, the Seahawks, Seahawks are down. They're down, and, and they were down thirteen with like right six there, minutes man. to go. Yeah, I got to thank Brockman actually because it was his insistence to get on another episode. Well, no, I was trying, I was trying to get my phrase on. No, it wasn't about Just the episode; it was race. about his vernacular. Yeah, I was yeah, trying to get my phrase. Which, by the way, you can still use that this year if you want. I just, we'll, we'll keep I just, on the board. I just, want, <laughs> I just want a writer's <laughs> credit. Right, writer's credit. We'll put it on the board. See if it makes it. Put it on the board. I don't know. I have to talk to the guild. I've never seen. One word suggested by and then a name. <laughs> I have. I don't think I'll have a problem with Brockman, it. No, that's got to be fun. Brockman race, wants to be. Boat race suggested by Brockman. That's right. And has been used by zillions Everybody. of others. I know. By the way, but uh, someone did you see that someone tweeted us the other day that no. the Pac-12 network was using boat race? Everybody's well, using boat race now. It didn't now. fit my character's... You know, yeah. uh, but it, I was going to wear did. a boat race I, T-shirt in honor of Brockman, <laughs> but it just didn't fit my character. Didn't work, so. right. Hashtag boat His, race T-shirt. Chris Law's character. So that's week three. Who else? Who else do you folks have uh, coming? Well, we've weeks got the season through. The, yeah, the season is it premiere? one through ten. One through 13. 13? Nice. Well, it's 13. Yeah. It's actually a... 13 episodes, 12 weeks, because our season finale is an hour. Oh, nice. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that, that would culminate around Thanksgiving? Yeah. Right before Thanksgiving. Right before Thanksgiving, we, we wow. finish up this year. Right early. before the game. And the reason why I know that is week 12 is always Thanksgiving week in the National Football League. It helps that you are now lockstep. Yeah. At least right there, it helps. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> still not NFL easy season. when you're shooting four different shows on one day. And going okay, show four is week two in the NFL, so, and you and who's now is that whom? because of who you have as guest stars, or the fact that the stars of your show have now blown up and are now wanted everywhere else, as opposed to just on totally your show? Totally a network thing. Neither. It's the fact that we're a location-based yeah. show. So if we're shooting at the bar or we're shooting at Kevin's house, right. and we're there for the day. Yes. We're going to do as many scenes from as many gotcha. different episodes. Yeah, it's as just we our can. budget and our process. Really. Oh, but but going back to a uh, going back to a, the season premiere. You know, uh, you know who is a great actor, almost as good as Chris Law. Who's that? Is J.J. Watt. J.J. Ah. Watt has J. J. got Watt. some chops. Definitely. Ch- he's giant. got some chops. Yeah. Terrific, terrific actor. So he's one of the few players who've ever come on the show to do more than just a scene or two. Um, he's in actually two full episodes. He's in the season premiere and the, and the episode the week following because it's kind of a two-part season premiere. Um, and, big part. Uh, Fantastic. J.J. Watt. Now, did J. J. you do Watt. that on purpose or you, when you saw that he came on, you're like, well, this, we need to write some more on the spot for this on guy? On purpose. We'd already met him. We okay. talked with him. We, we met him actually at the Super Bowl. Yeah. At the, we uh, met him at the NFL Honors Show. 
at this at that Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. You mean we were sitting next to each other? Yeah. For that. We Where did you meet him? At the party. We met him. I was at a bolt. We I met him. We went him. Actually, you were there when we met him. We met him at the CAA party. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And he was charming and he loved the show. And <laughs> It was after Cower took Jeff's shoulders and said, let it go, man, about the Seahawks. That's right. <laughs> 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 I, I know it's hard totally to remember anything after forgot that. forgot about oh, that. Super Bowl. Yeah. That, wow. Quickly tell that story. Oh, I was there. This is laugh out loud hilarious. So we're, oh, my Lord. We're I forgot at, about we're at this, this. We're at this uh, party after the NFL Honors Show. And uh, Rich, you're... Uh, talking with Bill Cower, yeah. uh, former coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I had to get you guys together. And the last time I had seen him in any capacity was as we actually bought tickets and went to the Super Bowl in Detroit in the winter to watch the Seahawks in uh, the 05 Seahawks get, some would say, some would say, unfair a, calls. A little bit jobbed by the refs and some <laughs> phantom holding calls. And so I brought this up. I brought this up to Rich many, many times. He's listened to me carp about it. Jackie has had to endure it. She actually also had to go to Detroit and deal with it in person. <laughs> so I see this as my opportunity. And Rich does to say, uh, we're talking to Bill, and, and Rich brings up the fact that. The, the last time that, that you, you what did you say you said I can't believe or was it you Jackie you said I can't believe Jeff is actually talking to you Bill because he's still so bitter it was me it was <laughs> Jackie said I can't believe he's still ta- he's talking to Bill he's still so bitter about that Super Bowl and Bill looks at me <laughs> and he's and he puts his arms on my shoulders in a very kind of like just Yoda-esque like savant kind of laying very calming hands and he looks into my eyes and just says let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tough for a Seattle fan to let yeah. that go. They still yeah. can't. They still, still, still can't. And when the call went against uh, Green Bay in the touchception, the fail Mary, yep. people are like, you know, oh, gosh, uh, what, go ahead and complain about a referee screwing you because at least it cost you a Monday night game. Right. How about a Super Bowl? They're still upset about it. And I remember going from that Super Bowl I, I went from the Super Bowl to the Pro Bowl. That was back when I was covering the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. And on the flight over from uh, Detroit, needless to say, there was not a Detroit to Hawaii direct <laughs> making it there. Mike yeah. Pereira. Uh, oh, the head of officiating. The head of officiating. He was on vacation. Okay. So he did not appear on the day after the Super Bowl like he had in previous years. So I show up and walking around the the Pro Bowl pool and got accosted by Matthew Hasselbeck. (laughs) Where's the head of referees to talk about what happened in the game? He had already made it there. He was already at the Pro Bowl. He was already there, and he was after me. Called he nicknamed me. He nicknamed me Al Jazeera for the week. (laughs) He refused to call it NFL Network. He called it the NFL's Network. Nonstop. I'm like I'm like Matt. Matt. He's on vacation. I promise you, when he comes back from vacation, I will, even though I'm on vacation after this, come back. I'll be, I'm on a staycation. I will come into work and personally interview Mike Pereira about all of this. By the way. And he, he nicknamed me Al Jazeera for the entire week. <laughs> wow. Is that interview in the archives? Have we heard that interview? What, Pereira? Pereira yeah, I oh, interviewed yeah. him. I've heard that Pereira. Pereira, Pereira said what he, he said. He, he, the pass interference in the end zone. He defended 
because he thought that there was an offensive that the guy shoved off in the end zone. He did move his arm in a forward motion. Okay, <laughs> so he and he 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 waffled. He did his famous Pereira waffling uh, on, on the, the phantom hold. hold on the hold that hold anyway. But he but, did cop. He did cop to the fifteen yard penalty after the interception. Yeah. That that oh, was against, in, that, that against, was a wrong call. Yes, yeah, he copped to that, saying that that because that, that hurt. Yeah, putting him fifteen more yeah, yards yeah. upfield, yeah. really hurt. You should definitely just watch out for Antoine Randall when he's coming out of the backfield. <laughs> All of that said, right, it is tough to take. You it know is, what I mean? It is. So, However, this year, yes, this year that is really starting to go into the rearview mirror because I have. You really believe I, the city, Jackie, and I have never been more excited. I honestly have never been more excited about a Seattle Seahawks team. This is. The most exciting, and it's amazing that anyone else is even talking about them, which is uh, an, an experience that I don't think we've ever really had, you know, this much uh, limelight for them. But it's, they're so, I don't know, there's, there's something about this team. They're so strong. Russell Wilson, Legion of Boom, they're, they're, the depth, which is going to be desperately needed in these first few weeks. Um, With Irvin out, and obviously. Irvin, Clemens, not, who knows when Clemens coming back? But he's off the PUP, so he's Harvin. coming back. He's coming back. Well, Harvin, Harvin's going to be a tasty treat. Yeah. Harvin is going to be the dessert. Uh, he's going to be a December dessert. But, look, I think they'll be fine without Harvin. I think Golden Tate's going to have a great year. Uh, it's a little worrisome that Sidney Rice has not played a down uh, in the preseason. Well, I think that's what his Swiss doctor told him to right. do, right? Right. When he went to, a, right, he went to the uh, Clinique Spa. You went to the Clinique. <laughs> for his knee. Clinique. <laughs> um, right. But, it was uh, Switzerland, right? Did I, get Switzerland. The, I did yeah. get the European country correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the D-line, I've never seen them. They've taken so many D-line when they're all in. I mean, Jordan Hill has the shoulder. Jesse Williams, obviously, on the IR from the draft. Um, you know, Irvin's out for four. Clemens, let's see when he comes back. Um, and then Meebane and McDaniel both having some groin issues. Um, at least, I mean, they've got that Benson. So, the so, Benson the away they got. I mean, they've, they've got. They've it's got only a matter people. of time until Okun hurts himself, too. I mean, it's yes. only a matter of time. For well, that. Carpenter. By the way, he yeah. may hurt himself trying to save Carpenter from hurting himself. <laughs> is, there, is there a nervous pressure this year? Because there's no expectations Boy, in years past. Everybody believes it. Everybody now there believes is. it right like, now. You guys everybody are absolutely believes here's, it. Here's what I think. This is going to be a – this team is going to be either 12-4 and four or 11-5. and five. The game that hangs in the balance there is can they beat San Francisco Week 2 at home? I think they can. The question is, is can they beat them? What, when is the, when is the, the follow-up? It's late, late, in the season. late in the season. That's when it's going to be. And the difference between the 12 and 11 win season may be a difference between going on the road to start exactly. the playoffs or right. sitting at home for a week. Although it I'm really not. could be. That's, that's, that's the difference here is can Seattle get San Francisco to their house maybe after even a week that San Francisco has already played a game and they haven't? I mean, right. that's a possibility. Can that happen? And I think Peter King backs you up. Peter King takes Seattle to play New England, New England. in the Super Bowl. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you're right. With Harvin, the, just the tough thing is that you thought all season long, all off season long, that he was going to be there, and now he's not. And he's going to be that tasty treat that he gets back in December. And if he is full speed then, then he's Look not. Out. Oh, yeah. that would be really something else. Um, but so, well, what I, do you think when it's all said and done? I think San Francisco, San Francisco, and Seattle both are going to end up being either eleven and five, or if Seattle can end up being twelve and if Seattle can, if Seattle can win, if Seattle can beat San Francisco at home, yes, they end, I think they end up twelve and four. And they've done that before. Yeah, then you, they go they they convincingly yes. Last then, year when it was when oh, it was yeah. Kaepernick mania, you oh, guys yeah. were there, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was oh, yeah. the driving race. We, that's was, when we thought that we could be going all the way. 
Yeah, that was a that was a special. Yeah, I know right? that was a special game. There was about thirty seconds left at the end of that game, that Atlanta game, where Jeff and I were on kayak buying tickets oh. to San Fran. <laughs> that was it. We will never do that again. I and mean, that was yeah. it. Ooh. That was it. I mean, that, oh man. But if Seattle goes, if Seattle beats them at home, then they go undefeated at home. Let's say they lose four games. You got Atlanta away. You got the Texans away. You got the Colts away. Yep. And. Let's say you lose to San Francisco at home. It's that gets you to 12-4. and four. Week 14, they're at San Francisco. Maybe that's Giants. when Harvin's going to be back. Harvin, you know, is circling week 11, even though that's really, really that's early. They're home for the Vikings. You know he wants to be back for that. Well, we're done shooting by then, so we'll be there in person to make sure things go as Jeff needs them to go. Yeah, but they have a week, they have a week 12, 12 bye. So 12 I would, man I would, plus one. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Right, um, but I think also the nice thing about Seattle is they end up after that their last two games, I believe, are at home against St. Louis and Arizona. Yeah, they've got two home games against what people would call the lesser opponents in that division. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them that. St. Louis is problematic. I don't believe Carson Palmer will be healthy by then. We've got Seattle at um, Arizona uh, and in Phoenix. So yep. you when know, that's a Thursday night, October seventeenth, week seven on NFL Network. You know. Exciting. I, but anyway, this this year... We're I actually just, not shooting. Oh, maybe we'll go. There you go. No, we're going to do... We haven't told everybody yet, but it looks like we're doing New York Comic Con. Oh, uh, really? Sunday, October 13th in New York, we're going to do New York Comic Con. With the and whole I, cast? Yeah, with yeah. the cast. And uh, we're going to do a uh, post-panel football viewing party where we're going to bring out the cast and... Watch some Fantastic. games. Fantastic. Can awesome. Where can people get Sunday tickets for that? We're, we're just doing it now. We'll, we'll put it up on Facebook and on Twitter as soon as it's all legit. But we were actually going to be flying back from the East Coast on Thursday. Oh, see, Jackie's, see, Jackie's like, got the... Like flights from Detroit to Hawaii, sometimes then, flights from New York to L.A. need to stop in Arizona. You're also <laughs> yep. seeing how this relationship works a little bit right here. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> is that Jackie... That I'm a travel agent? No. <laughs> no, that you, you, you've you got everything down, nailed oh, down to the uh, would you like moment to see what's second in second and... And Jeff floats through life like Forrest Gump. Oh, yes. I don't know. And you, Very much so. Would you like to see what's on my calendar <laughs> so. in December, Rich? Yes. Oh, Look at you, my can calendar. Can you tweet out Look a picture like Ma does? on my calendar in December on the 12th. Broncos Thursday, Thursday night. night. Oh, that's right. Get ready right. to be She's stalked, a, my friend. Because Jackie is the resident Bronco fan yeah, of this family. I do we love my Seahawks talk now. about that. I know we that. But I know. Because you're you're nuts about Elway, correct? I, you're nuts. Oh, I mean, forget it. man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, for, forget it. I'm nuts about Elway. I love the team this year. I mean, as you guys are sitting here talking about, is it a Seattle-New England Super Bowl? I'm quietly thinking to myself, is it a Seattle-Denver Super Bowl? Well, let's Bowl? not be so quiet about it. Yeah. Because that would be what one would call a conundrum. Yes. What would you do? I don't know. But I've thought about it a lot. And I also have thought about it a lot since it's a Fox Super Bowl. And we are guests of Fox Sports. So it it literally couldn't get any better. We have the best. New York City. Yeah, we're going with the cast. We're going to shoot a Super Bowl special for Fox Sports 1. Um, So we're. uh, If that that Super Bowl happens to come to fruition. What happens? I'm praying for cold weather. (laughs) Praying for like. Cold. Like, then you want the worst. So, so, the, the so, so vertebrae fuse. Is yes. that what you're saying? Exactly. We will. We will. <laughs> we, not, the cold will fuse. He's going to be used the, to it by then. He's going to be used to it by then. He's been used to it already. You're uh, wrong, my friend. Seattle is not. Against, yeah, no, zero the degrees Ravens, temperature. Yeah. Uh, that cold weather. Those cold weather games for him. That ball. I don't know. That's uh That would be an ally. <laughs> That's right. Yep. You're coming to Denver. Jackie Schaefer, she's coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's our Thursday never, night football finale. Never been to that stadium. San Diego at Denver. That's a great stadium. That's going to be a great game. 
So, um, so I know we sort of got off on a tangent here. Who else? Who else? Well, speaking is of on San Diego, show? Dwight Freeney did a bunch of promos He's for us funny. this year. Funny, funny dude. Syracuse at, uh, at yeah. your Madden thing, Rich. Yeah, at the Madden. It, it, the we did a um, once again Madden and the NFL teamed up to put together a, fla- a celebrity flag football game. Oh. Um, awesome. In a ridiculous venue. First did you showcase years... your six five speed? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> By the way, it's six point oh three speed. Wow. Okay, I shaved off almost a half second. Did you go to one of those performance? Uh, Don BB yes. speed I'm, camp. I'm, I'm, Switzerland. I'm, I'm Don on... BB Switzerland. Don BB speed camp. That's <laughs> a real thing, by the way. Uh, I did. I did with a touch of the what deer. You, you just chase Leon Lett? Just a touch of the deer. <laughs> <antler>. <laughs> um, so. And and uh, so the first two years it was in uh, is on that park in Malibu across the street from Pepperdine. Yep, yep. the land incredible, yeah. beautiful spot. Uh, third year was in Bryant Park in New York City. Wow. Last year was in Grant Park in Chicago. Wow. And this year they held it on the deck of an aircraft carrier in San Diego. The USS Midway. Wow. Incredible, incredible. And like Marino's throwing to Jerry Rice, and Aikman's throwing to Dion, and it's stupid. And the setting is unbelievable. And one of the coaches was Dwight Freeney. And we're doing the game, and I'm noticing he is – we cut to him, and he is wearing a headset and holding up a clipboard covering his mouth <laughs> as he's saying something into the headset. And I'm thinking to myself, who is he talking to? Because there's no helmet. <laughs> there's no helmet. There's no nothing. The best. And great. then I, you know, Michelle Beadle's doing the sideline reporting, and I say, Michelle, can you go over to Dwight Freeney and see if that headset is attached <laughs> to, to anything? anything? <laughs> and it's not. It's like it's like the camera that Dennis Hopper used in Apocalypse Now. There's no film in it, but right. he's taking pictures. He's got the headset on, and uh, and and they took they sh- took a shot of the clipboard. It's just doodles. <laughs> so he's doing this just for himself, right. I guess. I mean, he, is he a couldn't funny, be funnier. He is funny, a funny dude. He is going to be, you will be seeing him in the broadcast booth when, when his great Yeah, we really enjoyed spending he, time with him. So um, Freeney's in this show? Freeney, he's actually not in an episode. He came down, we did a uh, campaign this year because we're moving from FX to right. FXX. So we did a marketing campaign where we invited players who are moving teams in the off season oh. to move Greg to Jennings. do things. So That's Greg Jennings right. and, uh, and, and uh, Dwight, uh, Josh Cribbs, who's been on the show before. Lots of fun. Um, and uh, oh, but uh, who else is it? Oh, Navarro Bowman of the San Francisco ah. 49ers and Gerald McCoy from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, both of whom He's were funny, really fun and giant fan. Gerald McCoy did his scene with uh, Ruxin and Jenny, and then he's like, "Can I hang around?" Like, I haven't met Andre yet. I got to meet Andre. We're like <laughs> huge fan. Just you gotta a, love that. and like he's literally. Can I get a picture with Andre? You, you can literally pick Paul Shear up and take him wherever you want. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one is going to stop you. But uh, so it was, a, it was a weird and wonderful feeling that we're sort of. We're on these players like bucket lists. Like I gotta get on. I said, love I told my agent, I gotta get on the league. I gotta get on the league. And Blair Walsh, by the way, lovely guy. Kicker. The, the Blair Kickers kicker. are actors too. Kickers the Blair, are actors too. The Blair Kick Project. The Blair Kick Project made a made an appearance. Okay. Um, and then uh, <laughs> the Cutlers in three, and then right now we're in negotiations as the uh, to get more players as the bye weeks begin. Yeah. Okay. And so how many are in the can, as they would say, in the business right now? Six. You just wrapped three, right? But six uh, is... I mean, we've shot six or seven. Six, six or six seven. Yeah. yeah. So you're open-ended for the last half of your season and to see yeah. how the first few weeks are going. Yep. So do you guys okay. sit there in front of the television set on Sundays and Thursday nights and Mondays? <laughs> And 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 you'd like take notes saying this would be good for a yeah. storyline that you've already or are you 
or do you have storylines? Susie would be upset with me asking more than one question at once. Here. I know you're, you're but, doing that. But do you already have storylines and you're going to wait to see something that you expect to happen on the field yes. and go, that's the one? Yes, there are definitely players that we, there's a group of players that would be perfect for this story, but depending on how the season shakes out, that could be the one or that could be the one. So there's definitely, that's going on. Um, but also, there are, there are areas that the NFL was dealing with all summer that we're already addressing in our earlier shows. For instance, the kinder, gentler NFL with the, uh, you know, no hitting a defensive receiver and all of that, the safety of the, uh, of the receiver and things. So we were dealing with that. Um, I'm going to talk about that issue. And right, in Cap- well, I think because our, pl- our guys are realizing that maybe Andre is a defenseless receiver and they need to be a, <laughs> <Yes>. little, <laughs> a, little, kinder, a little kinder to him. Um, you know, the NFL has new safety guidelines. Maybe we should, too. There's a lot of resistance, obviously. In fact, Kevin says, look, this is not the way we were taught to play. If someone says something stupid, you hit him in the face. And they're like, Pete's like, easy, James Harrison. <laughs> easy. So uh, we deal with that issue. But uh, one other thing, I mean, we should talk about is, you know, for all of the guys that want to be on the show, which is so exciting um, to get the, be in the incoming phone call business a little bit for the players. The one guy we tried to schedule this year turned us down. And I think we should talk about why, because I'm very curious and I'm wondering if Richard, know, Richard knows about it, is Richard Sherman. And Richard Sherman <sighs> turned us down because before camp, they all go away camping together. Did the you hear about this? Boom camping trip. The Legion of Boom, Boom camping, camping trip. trip. I did not know this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so this is an, this is something that I heard about. I heard it's real, and and I like. I, I think you should check into it. So so what? Like they're all. Why don't they, they go, out go there? on a camp guys tri- just bonding the four of them, or, yeah. or uh, just the four of them, or is it more? I than... I think it's more than just the four. I don't know. Maybe Walter Thurman goes. Maybe Jeremy Lane goes. Maybe Byron <laughs> Maxwell. I don't know if Antoine Winfield was invited. But fantastic. Uh, he was cut, so I don't think uh, yeah. so. <laughs> By the way, but no, I think they go out in the woods. I think Cam Chancellor. Hits the snot out of a bear and they eat it. No. <laughs> okay. He just they put it. They put a Vernon Davis jersey on a bear, and <laughs> Chancellor just runs at him and hits him. And there's no one to give an uh, a incorrect uh, unsportsmanlike penalty. Yeah, because Richard Sherman is built for yes. uh, for the league. We actually had oh. a part that was oh, we had a part so that was, perfect. We had a part that was perfect for him. We will do it again next time. We will schedule to re- uh, before. Well, his their bye week is unfortunately twelve. Yeah, so their bye week is done. It's tied. I'll give a little hit. It's tied a little bit to an airport scene that goes with the famous see something say something and we had written a line which is so perfect for Richard Sherman I say something even when I don't see something (laughs) (laughs) and it wouldn't have sounded better coming out of anyone's mouth but Richard Sherman yeah and yet but we will uh, he's the one that got away we will get get Sherman well there's another season coming did you effort John Elway at all no, he, you know he's kind of your white whale. Yeah, he's a, he is my personal white whale. But uh, no, we haven't. You know, I have not stalked that uh, particular connection which Rich and I share to the John Elwell. Rich has his own connection, but mm-hmm. I have a, the social connection. Um, I have not stalked the him. fishmonger. The fishmonger. Ah, the fishmonger. Yes. Ah, the fishmonger of Santa Monica. Yes, yes. That's what the fish. How do you not work the fishmonger of Santa Monica's you connection know, to John Elway? I How haven't. in the world? And yet, has we have to write, that we have to write the work? perfect part. And yet, I've done a he could favor. Put, he could put. He could put you on the phone with him within twenty seconds. I've done a favor for the fishmonger of Santa Monica who needed to buy John Elway the perfect wedding gift. And I procured said wedding gift for the fishmonger of Jackie. Santa Monica. You're in, Jackie. You're in. And I still didn't. I still Jackie. didn't stalk. Wow. Jackie. Jackie, you're not one to tiptoe. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe, is... maybe it's better to just go Thursday night. She doesn't want to be d- disappointed. Like, you can, oh no, 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 I've met him by the yeah. way. He, I was not I, the fishmonger of Santa Monica had had a little event, and he was there, and he did. Mister Alway did not disappoint. Signed something not. for my dad. Charming guy. 
Got to talk to him for a while. Was that the one when he was a fishmonger of Marina, Marina Del Rey? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> he's a fishmonger. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, a fishmonger. Yeah. <laughs> he is that. There's no question about it. He mongers fish. Yeah. No, he and, mongers and, and Pete Carroll. We're also, we want Pete Carroll. He'd be perfect. Yeah. We want Pete yeah. Carroll. We need, we need ourselves a coach. That's next year. He would do that. We've wanted to have a coach on the show, and we love Pete, and we love the Seahawks. So we need ourselves a well, little. Jerry yeah. Jones, you went way up the flow chart last year for yeah. your for your opening. Try try keeping Jerry Jones away from a television. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, yeah. I mean. And uh, before we wrap up this conversation, what your cast has become since this thing hit the air is quite something. If you think about it, they're impressive. They are super impressive. I mean, Kroll in particular is blowing up right oh, now. Oh yeah, he's amazing. What's super it? funny we guy. All, when we were casting, we wanted people that were that could generate their own material and that were really value added to the show. And these guys were all, um, every one of them, does stuff when they're not with us, and they they're really funny guys. Well, and, they're, and they're really good. Duplass is in, is in, he's an auteur. Yeah, they, is, is he in a way slumming doing what he's doing for the league? It's right so funny. Now? We used I mean, to ask him. Sure. I mean, he he. But happily, we asked him before. We go. Do you mind that like we're directing you and you know you direct all these other things, but yeah. we're directing this? He goes. Yeah. He goes. I love it. He does. I love it. He goes. I'm so happy to come here and we just say funny things. stuff and not have to worry about all of the production issues. And all so it's oh, so it's like it's oh, it's, it's a weight great. off his shoulders. Oh, it's yeah. great. Same for Nick too, you know. And yeah, Paul, they all do stuff outside of the show. But and it's fun for them to come here and just they have fun, right? Um, and uh, yeah, and, and by the way, we're having a blast. I mean, I know it's been very uh, the FXX thing has been a little odd. Yes. Um, and I don't think they're it's complete. It, everyone thinks it's a joke. It is not a joke. FXX is actually a new channel. I just found it on DirecTV yeah. yesterday. Six nineteen. Six nineteen. So, well, yep. we're hoping is that people that are looking at Fox Sports New Hampshire accidentally hit the channel <laughs> up button <laughs> instead of the, instead of the volume, and we're going to get so minute, many was, new viewers. I was looking for Dartmouth football, right? And instead, I get this. <laughs> right. Where's the end of our Exeter game? So, uh, yeah. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a little tricky in the beginning, um, but uh, but um, that's. But we are, uh, it's exciting to launch a new network. Yeah, um, I mean, it's flattering. Listen, we're terrified, but it's certainly meant to be a compliment, and we well, take it as that. Always Sunny's coming with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. I think they're terrified, too. You're sort, of, you're, sort of, <laughs> you're sort of planting the flag. Yes. Oh, in yeah. that regard. No, it's, we're yeah. the pioneers. Look, there has to be a first person to do anything. It's like the first person who looked at like a, a lobster and said, that's going to be delicious. Right. And then he died, and then the, I want to be the first person who said, I'm going to eat a cook lobster. <laughs> right? So <laughs> right. hopefully we're eating the cook lobster. Okay. Very good. Um, you and I drafted in our league last week. Yes. Jeff. Uh, Josh Charles, who drafted in that league as well, uh, texted me five days later asking, when's the draft? So apparently the computer picked for him. Right. I was not aware, which was, it makes sense because the messages I was sending him throughout that went unreturned. Right. They don't have an auto, they don't have an auto message draft. No, right. there's no. <laughs> that would be great. Right. And so uh, who do you, you, I don't go against you this week. No. No, although I expect, as usual, to see you in the playoffs. Yeah, well, we went against each other in the in yeah. the in the finale last. A tip, year. Of the, a tip of the cap to the champion, Rich Eisen. Yes, the shit house. Yeah, write down that time code. No, the shit house have now been changed to Co Tidy Bad. Of course, <laughs> I love that name. By the <laughs> that way, that was that was a Bobby Cannavale reference here. 
when he was in your very seat just a few weeks ago. That's co. That's not bad. That's co tidy. Well, that's bad. as you know. That's my that's my team slogan. You're not fully bad unless you're co tidy bad. bad. And you know, Chris Brockman, who wears the Boston B, really was relishing in Cannavale's misery over his Jets. Oh, he was in such and, agony. And he said he thought the Jets were going to be the worst team in the NFL. We have a horrible year. To which Cannavale says. You mean Cotati bad? <laughs> so, well, by the way, the Jets and the Raiders. I mean, I mean, the poor Raiders. Poor Matt Flynn. The uh, just the he's not only the bridesmaid. He's like the bridesmaid whose car got broken into during the wedding. Right. The guy. He just. <laughs> he just can't. You. He can't win being Flynn. It's just. It's tough. Well, they mean, said he he hasn't won a starting quarterback battle since high school. Wow. Oh. Say so in college you didn't win the starting That's quarterback. That's what it sounded battle? like. I don't know. Oh, I saw, I saw that tweet. Yeah. But Not the, good. The Raiders will. Uh, the Raiders will. I think give the Jets a run for their money. Although, okay. Yeah, you think those are the the worst? Yeah, I think the Jaguars will be better. Let's have the Schaefers play our. Um, yeah, let's get our the game, and we'll we'll do a, we'll do them all with with you with you guys as well. Before we get to the wrap up of this show, and our uh, we're going to give our picks, our annual picks of. Uh, so wrap your head around this while I ask you one more question. Uh, your Super Bowl picks, your Coach of the Year, your passing champ guy with the most passing yards, your rushing champ, and your uh, MVP oh, by the end of the year. So wrap your arms around that while I ask you for a curb update. Uh, Nothing, nothing's changed, right? Because he's, no. he's been in... Uh, he's been on your show. Yes, he has. He hasn't yeah. time to do tonight, anything else. Which is, by the way, airing tonight yeah. at 10.30 so Eastern He had a blast. Time. He had a blast. And, and us with him, too. Uh, yeah, so mean, he was, holy smokes. He spent a lot on of... On a roll. You have to see it. I, mean, I can't wait. On a roll. I mean that's why there's no curve. He spent a lot of the a lot of the summer preparing for that. Yes, I'm sure. Um, there's a lot of. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> it's um, really hard. But to he's get been his a, he's been on the vineyard playing with Obama, right? Didn't he yeah. tee it up with Obama? Yeah, he's he's been he's been uh, he's been relaxing a little bit. We talked um, the other week, and he was sort of like, uh, he was. I was asking, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, I don't know. I mean, do you want to do another season? And I said, well, I think everyone would like to do another season. And it's like, all right, well, let's, you know, when are you done? So we're, when uh, we finish the league, we will, uh, we will get together and talk about so the, when it. Maybe the league, even before. So when the league is done, so yeah. we're talking around October. No, yeah. So talks, November. Have, talks have been, have, have been uh, not really talks. You just threw it out there. And we're, you talking, said, we're still talking about talking about it. Everybody wants to do it. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, yeah. how huge would that be if Curb comes back? It, it just has to get. It takes a little. There's momentum. It has to. That that the rock, you know, it's it's, uh, it's like tipping over a uh, to use a Jerry Seinfeld. It's like tipping over a, uh, a soda can, a soda can machine. You can't get it in one. You got to rock it back and forth a few times. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sure that something we will there will be something that we do, um, but uh, you'll have to stay tuned for more updates. Okay. Did Clear History kind of scratch the itch a little because it kind of got some of you guys back together? Or oh, no? that was fun. But again, we shot we wrote it last summer and then you know we edited it and shot it over the fall and then. Edit now, so now it's time. the uh, The coffers are getting uh, replenished. The the creative coffers. But he said to you, "What do you What do you want yeah. to do?" Yeah, it's like what do you, he goes. Oh, and I you do said, it. and you said, "I think everybody would want to do right." That's he that. Did, yes. Which, by the way, is true. Yes. So he will. He just has to get it. It's a. It's a. It's an undertaking. He has to. You know, it's like packing for a trip. Mm-hmm. It's really hard okay. to do it. And once you sort of, every once in a while, you run into, the, you go into the bedroom, throw some socks on the bed. Okay, we're we're at that stage. <laughs> we're looking at our shirts, seeing what we're gonna <laughs> what we're gonna eventually bring. I love it. I love it. Uh, and season, what season is this of the league now? Season five. We have now been on the air more years than times Montario Hardesty's been injured. <laughs> 
as your Cleveland Browns, by the way, who I think has a chance to be the, the surprise team of 2013, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Who needs the, a kicker? The, wow. How would they? How would they? Did you see Jay Feely tweeted that out? Yeah, great job releasing the greatest kicker in the history of your franchise. Yeah, who's going to be amazing for San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah, um, let's get to it. Oh, so yeah. we we did this the last few years. Yeah, and we're going to add to it. I'm going to have our game day morning guys fill this out. I'm going to give them a sheet when I see them this week. Yep. So Dion's going to be in this. Marshall's going to be in this. Mooch is going to be in this. Zap Irvin, Kurt Warner is going to be in this. We already got, um, we got Jerry Ferrara's, got Jerry Ferrara's picks. Mm-hmm. Our picks are going to be in. Now the Schaefer's. We're going to get them in this mix, too. All right. Let's do it together. All right. All right so, let's so, do it together. So I think Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I mean, you know how I feel about uh, what it's that gonna is. Be, it's Seattle-Denver. Seattle-Denver yeah. is Seattle, your Denver. Super Bowl pick. Yes. Who, and who's your Super Bowl pick, Chris Law? Oh, I got to go on this, too, right now? Dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm writing. I'm typing. There's I'm making the, sure. That's, I, by the way, you just got the latex. I thought you were going to give me a second. Come back to me. He's the one who's always like, we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. Come he loves. He loves. He loves the idea. There's no one else to go to. You work here. Ferrara came here. Ferrara came here, came up with this great idea that we're going to have a Sports Academy Awards. Right, so we should throw stuff out on Twitter. Like everybody should give their best. We're going to start with best picture, and then we're going to go to best coach, best this, best that. That was three weeks ago. How how have we advanced that? We're starting week one. We're starting week one. We haven't advanced it one week because you go to New York and you boondoggles for the rest of you know. We're just we're just a sliver of the Chris Law pie. Oh please. That's the latex salesman yeah. right there. Yes, you have to make your Super Bowl okay, pick now. Okay, so Jeff, you said Seattle-Denver. You're, you're going with we're, that we're, as well? We're going to pick a team. team. They're, They're a team. team. Okay. We're going Seattle-Denver. All right, I'm going to go I'm going Houston-Seattle. I think Houston's going to make it. Oh, mm-hmm. you're J.J. Watt, your buddy J.J. Watt, yeah. who I can't wait to see on the league. He's, He's terrific. Really funny. What do you got, Brockman? Falcons-Patriots. Wow. Falcons-Patriots, and I'm going to go with Denver and San Francisco. Well, I'm going to go with Denver, San Francisco. Okay. The NFC is so strong that it could be anybody, and the AFC is so relatively weak. Everybody says that, that but guess what? Yeah. Who knows? Sometimes the, you, the, the easiest pick is the ones you think. Yeah. I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> uh, what are we doing now, Law? What do you want to do now? Let's go, let's go to Coach. Let's get Coach Coach next. of the year. I mean. Now, you've got to think about this. You've got to go with either the one that, that – that, like your coach Chud in Cleveland, like oh my gosh, he wins nine games, ten games. We got to go there, or the guy who's the coach of a fifteen-win team. What do you think? I mean, what do you got, Jackie? I mean, you know what I'm thinking. I mean, it's what? See, I, the problem is I do not think that I'm not seeing a team other than the Chiefs that is really going to go from worst to first. Yeah, um, and that's why I'm actually going to. So if I, Andy Reid wins Coach of the Year, he must receive that award in Philadelphia. In front of the fans, right. they should give him that award in Philadelphia but I'm, just to see, just to see what the reaction of the, the coach one, of the year. That's the one you're going, Andy Reid. I think that's the really? team that Andy has Reed. that's no. the team that has the best chance for a giant turnaround. The yeah, kind I of understand turnaround, that. The Speak kind of turnaround now, or forever hold your peace. Well, Jackie. here's the thing: to me, Coach of the Year will be Pete Carroll, but it, it's not enough of a turnaround. So, I mean, Jeff's but Pete right. Carroll, if Pete Carroll, if they win 13 games, 14 I listen, games, I think I think they're going to go all the way. I think they're either going to the Super Bowl or they're going. Very, NFC very damn. Yeah, they're going to... Like, if uh, Pete yeah. Carroll wins it, it's like Lord of the Rings winning for the third one. It's like he's done. Yeah. The coach of the year work has <laughs> happened in the last two seasons. Yes. With the, with the roster churn right. and just the boldness with Browner and all that stuff. So, but I don't it's think... It's not like Philadelphia. So, it's not like Philadelphia. So who do you have? Been, who do you have? Um, I must ask for and, your Andy Reid. Andy Reid, Andy yeah. Andy Reid so, coach so, of the year. So is this one, one submission yes, for the two? Yes, it's one submission. Oh, I thought we were going separate. You guys are... We're literally discussing it to buy you time. He's working on something else. 
There's lots going on. He's, oh, he's tweeting out see, pictures of his alarm clock. He just clocks. turned to Damashek, who walked in here getting set to tape his podcast for a little Please. help plaintively, because Damashek could give a rat's you-know-what. He's <laughs> he, doing his own thing on his own. You see all the work he's I'm doing. He's doing his own, his own the phone. Grid, Whatever. Damashek is not here to help. He can't save you. Dave... 10,000 Dave Damasheks can't save you right now, no, Latex. No. I've heard that sentence said many times. Well, who's your coach of the year? Me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on Chud. I got, uh, I'm shocked that you're not taking Chip Kelly. I'm shocked. No, I'm, I'm going. That's I'm a six-win team when all said and done. Okay, what do you have? I really want to take Alex Smith, uh, uh, Andy Reid also, because of the Alex Smith factor and the worst of first. But you know what? This is going to be an FU season from the Patriots just like 2007. In Bill, we trust. Bill Belichick. I don't know how the. This is. You also have to think about this. The media will yeah, the, media the media give the Bill, not Belichick. Bill Belichick. I don't even. Even if they win thirteen games with, with that's like giving Meryl Streep another use, Oscar. By the way, to you, this is. I know you, you're you're definitely a fan of the word schmohawk because it's yep. been used uh, many times in Curb. The a words <laughs> from my family. Heim Yunkel will be there. <laughs> Brady and fifteen Heim Yunkels. Yes. Still won't get Belichick that award from the media. So I am going to go, you know, I'm going to go John Fox. Oh. I'm going to back it all up. I think the Broncos are going to darn near run the table. Yeah. Why and I'm going to go get, John uh, Fox so, because because they're going to negotiate the first few weeks without Von Miller and blah, 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 blah. I don't think anyone should I'm get gonna coach go, of the year if you have Peyton Manning as your quarterback. Did Dungy ever win coach of the year? Well, maybe he I don't know. The I'm going to go John Fox. All right. Interesting that I wish I could re- – can I redo mine or no? No. Sean Payton – Anyone thinking? Sean no, way, no way. No, no way. No way they give it to him? You don't get a, you it's don't. a media award. Yeah. We just named a media award. you got to think. This is okay. a political pick. Okay. Chris, uh, you're a political animal. Think politically. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Another word that he's never said before. Next is MVP. I should take John Fox back. Say that again. <laughs> no, okay. Go ahead. MVP. MVP, MVP of the NFL. I mean, it's not going to be two years in a row. I mean, it might. I, I, what it I could would either like, be two years in a row what you'd like to see happen. I, I know, know what I'd like to see happen. Russell Wilson. My heart is Russell Wilson. Come on. I mean, I know, come it's on. Not gonna the happen. guy's getting paid $500,000 a year. Oh, God. He Who's the MVP it? of the National Football All right, League? The, the MVP of the National Football League is going to be Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Okay. What For do you exactly have? the reason. Chris Law? Really? Oh, yes. oh, oh. You want to? He can pick it. Okay. What do you got? pick it. Chris? I hate... I, I want to. I think it's going to be Peyton Manning. I'm going to go off the grid though, and I'm going to say it's going to be Cam Newton. It's going to surprise some people. This year. That's, it'd be more surprising. It'd be less there surprising if you said Captain Munnerlin, Cam Newton from Carolina. How many people on this MVP. side of the glass are laughing inside? If right you now. said Captain <laughs> Munnerlin, I'm laughing on the outside. Chris Brock. I'm laughing on the outside. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Cam Newton. That is. I'm also laughing already, on the outside. On the inside, we I'm already crying. discussed before before you guys came in here. That I had the number two pick in a in a fantasy draft this year. Well, who did you go with? Because I had number two too. I had it was dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. I went Arian Foster. So figured, did I. Okay. So did I. So. You and I have like you and I have yeah. like the same fantasy teams. Did like, you win last ever. year? True. I, I did against him. I so beat your I husband. won too. So, I won our league too. So, so you won the I league of the league. I won the league of the league. Right. I'm the only person who have won it twice in the last four years. Wow. The, and what's public. the name of the trophy in the league of the league? The Azelton Cup because Katie won it first. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I went Arian Foster, but somebody because so I've I, I've gone on many rants on this show More last than one. year, many rants because I had Lashawn McCoy last year, and there I scoured the the, the rule book to see if Andy Reid it was in there that he was unable by rule 
to give the ball to LaShawn McCoy <laughs> in consecutive carries. I, was just, I didn't see that rule, but it seemed he, to me that he was he was coaching by that rule. Right, he just thought he was too shady. Right, he so a- too shady, correct. So this year I could not go LaShawn McCoy again just because I'm scarred, nor would I go with an attempt Jamal, to pull Jamal, up Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, right. so, But people, somebody tweeted at me that for the comedy, I should take LaShawn McCoy. And I thought of like that Seinfeld yeah. episode, as I said earlier, you know, is it, it offends him as a comedian, not as a Jewish person. <laughs> so, yes, I almost went there, but I went Arian Foster. So I, I went Arian Foster. Cam Newton, that pick, we will be having so, so much, much fun, fun with That's that like one. Law last year could, saying the Eagles were going to win 10 games. Cam Newton Look, is going to be very good. I don't know, MVP good? Like, like Rodgers good? Luke Keekley has a better chance of being the NFL MVP. <laughs> I can't there wait go, for week everybody. 11 when the Panthers are 8-3. and three. Okay. And wow. And we're going yeah. to play this back. And then in week 11, 8-3, and three, and then the future MVP is going to be 11-0. and 0. Somebody's going to be 11-0 I just wonder, is, is he still producing for the NFL Network, or is it the Home Shopping Network? Ladies. And gentlemen, that is because that, 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 that is a that is a shocking pick. Hold on, Russell I'm also going to take Tom Brady. He's taking Tom Brady as your MVP. I'm, I'm doubling back on and the clearly, I'm putting all my eggs in the Broncos basket. I'm going Peyton Manning for his umpteenth. Wow. Wow, you Which are could happen. you are Denver all in. You're pot committed with Denver. I'm, I'm, I'm pot committed. I'm, I'm loving well, Rich, Rich Eisen more than ever. Michael Lombardi went pot committed on the Ravens last year. He did. What do you, so now we're going to move to. So now we got passer and then rushing champion. The passing champion and rushing champion. Passing champion. Drew Brees. Who do you have, Law? Uh, I was going to go Breeze as well, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with my pick from last year, Matthew Stafford. And I'm going to go with Breeze. I like Matthew Stafford. I really gonna, hope Matthew he, Stafford because he's on my fantasy team, and I really hope He's going to throw 80 something. times a game. They're going to have 85 plays, and there will be 83. <laughs> I hope Brockman's correct. 5,000 yards, 1,000 interceptions. <laughs> It'd be amazing. It could be. Although he just all he has to do is dump it off to Reggie. I'm, Reggie Bush, but I'm I, very bullish. I him. am a believer of Sean Payton coming back, putting that thing back to where it was when yep. he, he wasn't suspended. Yep. Um, we'll rushing it. champion. Rushing Ooh. champion. Is this a no-brainer? Rushing? I believe it is. I believe it's not a 2,000-yard no-brainer. But it's. But it. I believe there's just what, what are the alternatives? I agree. Adrian Peterson is the Schaefer's pick. What about you, Law? I'm on the record saying I don't think he can do it this year. I, I, I like, I'm like. i going to go Alfred Morris. I like Alfred Morris. Again. Okay. Wow. I'm going to go off the reservation, too, and I'm going to say the Doug or not, Doug Martin. Doug Martin. I'm wow. going Adrian Peterson. You guys who did not choose him are freaking high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. there any other way to put it? There's Just ponder, this, ponder the question. Don't you wish they were in your league and you could have gotten him first? Because I they, Yeah, I mean. Please. Clearly. I'm with first the pick, for, With first pick, they wouldn't have picked Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm, I, I know a lot of people, Doug Martin is the, is the sexy number two fantasy pick. Yes. Um, I'm just, I haven't seen enough out of that entire offense to think that it's going to, mm-hmm. that they're just going to generate enough total offense in the end of the day. To, I mean, Doug was, he was great. Look, last year I was Doug Martin and Trent Richardson all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, obviously, there's Yeah, but not you that. have to have a little more faith in Josh Freeman than Christian Ponder. Yeah. Maybe so. Let's uh, we can recap Ferrara's picks while we're here. He had coach Jim Harbaugh, uh, MVP Peyton Manning, passing champ Aaron Rodgers. His Super Bowl pick, he got hard knocks cursed. Uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati and the Giants. And, the Giants. Yep. and then uh, <laughs> he took Alfred Morris also as the Russian champ. champ. The League, Season 5 on FXX, debuts Wednesday, September 4th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time and will be on every single Wednesday uh, up until Thanksgiving. 
Yeah. On FXX channel so 619 on your DirecTV. On DirecTV and find one up, it. One up from Fox Sports, New Hampshire. From what? Right. And, if you, if you and right below something it. called six, uh, 620, something called Be In Sports, which is currently playing uh, the Primera Mexican Soccer Division. Okay. So, so you just get in that area and you're good to go. And you, can, you can go to getfxx.com and search. And what's your, your Facebook page? Our Facebook is The League FXX and our Twitter is The League FXX. So you change that too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very yeah. good. You guys are the best. Yeah, awesome. big, big so thanks fun. to these guys. I had a great time. That was and so, you were so terrific. much fun. You were too. terrific. Episode three, September eighteenth. Speaking yes. role, Chris Law. Crazy. Should we get who should we should we, should we get uh, we should get a TV critic to be on the oh, following no. week? Oh, okay. yeah. We should get we should get uh, Ponawazic from Time Magazine to uh, uh, yeah. to critique your. We should get the Cutler. We should get Cutler to call in. Hey, That's what we should. From do. what I'm uh, told, you hung with the man on the set. He's on you now. Right, Latex. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Funny guy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was great in the in the in the NFL Shop dot yeah. com commercial. He is for every really very charming, funny. really he, funny guy. Charming, funny was like fearless to just and has a great just... recipe for baby formula. What, which is, <laughs> I kid you not, sent emailed me after the, the makes shoot. His, makes his own baby makes food. his own baby formula. Cutler. Well, the cutler's picky. He's got a dude. He's 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 breeding an elite quarterback. So by right. and large, you would say he gets bad rap from people. Yeah, he just doesn't his, care what you think. By the way, his which general is, demeanor, which, is, and, which may not be great for the media when they're trying to get questions, of, but is awesome for comedy. He's like, I'll do that. I'll try that. Awesome he guy. He was he was wedging in jokes like he like like just wedging in a pass. He was fearless and aggressive. So he great. he acts like he plays football. Just he's a gunslinger. Yep, he's awesome. a gunslinger. Love it. Uh, do you have an international shout-out of the week? Yeah, you want to tap dance this for a second? I will tap dance. I want to thank my other guests on this show, Kevin Costner and Carrie Underwood. Amazing. And the Schaefers. Wow. There you go. Fancy. See, I don't mess around when you come in here. No. I feel uh, I feel like uh, we were the uh, the mental warm-down. <laughs> mental warm-down, which might be the name nickname of my fantasy team if Cotati Bad doesn't work out. <laughs> Cotati, no, t- Cotati, Cotati Bad, bad is gold. Bad. It's, 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 gold. It's, it's gold, Jerry. It's and, gold. And yeah. so I want to thank those guests tonight again, 10.30 Eastern time on the network, along with a handful of re-airs. Um, go to our blog page for all that information. Yep. But uh, Matt Damon... Larry David and the Kevin Costner interview you just heard here, cut down for television. That's all at 10.30 Eastern tonight after the football life of LT and then I guess the the talking uh, bad version of whatever we're, we're attempting after a football life. It's a football life discussion. I think Jen Brown is hosting that show. And and Dave Damashek. And Dave, yeah. da- Dave, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Damashek just jumped out like, hey, don't forget about me. And uh, also just the weekly pick-ems. And Sign the weekly up for that. pick-ems. Yeah. Sign up for that. Um, and want to thank all those folks. And you can go to the blog page to see the video of the conversation with Carrie Underwood and Jennifer Garner. Absolutely. From the set of Draft Day. You, did I tap dance long enough, You tap sir? danced uh, uh, well enough. E.E.C. Gray says, any chance of an international shout-out, please? He's from Edinburgh, Scotland. He tweeted me and said he took Brian Hartline. If you remember, my buddy took 25 minutes That's to select Brian Hartline. In his fantasy In the draft, eighth round. There's no time limits. No what? time limits. They waited 25 minutes. And he Hartline? took Brian Hartline. This guy tweeted me to that, say, that, I took Brian Hartline in the 10th round, and it only took me 29 seconds. Nice. As well it should. That is a punishable <laughs> offense. Yes. Don't you think? Yes. It's a good by, story. By, by by like legal authorities. Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's actually it's like so, you know look at those hockey games. And go, that's an assault. This it is fantasy football draft. <laughs> oh. but that is a that's a punishable assault on the that's other like Marty McSorley. nine or eleven members of that league. Of course, like yeah. violated. It was by terrible. the way, uh, Rich, before I go, I do want to yes. say uh, best of luck uh, uh, in the final uh, tilt the of the non historic mm-hmm. uh, rivalry between Michigan and Notre Dame. 
Mm, you seen that? The, yeah, that, that you know, Kelly is saying it's not. A, it's not. They've a, been playing since the 1800s. I That's love that historic. Brady Hoke is just all in on launching Notre Dame under the bus. You know why? Us. Because that's be. weak. That's yeah. weak. Saying, "Well, we're not." Don't listen, man. If you don't want to play us, fine. Right. And I understand that our coach called Notre Dame chickens, and that that offends you as well. It should, because you don't want to play us. That's fine. Don't come out here and say that we're not natural rivals. Yeah. That's the two most winning uh, two that is programs ridiculous, in man. That's ridiculous to yeah. say that. Mich- but but Michigan State is a rival. Purdue is an in-state rival. Right. Yeah. Come on. I understand you're in. St- Please. Night game. Big Don't house. say that. Night game. Big house. If Devin Gardner we, cannot throw those interceptions. Correct. By the way, Denard Robinson. Last year, we should have won. Denard Robinson, who I love, just well, he had, was, he had was like many, a Pez he, dispenser with that ball. He was <laughs> a Pez dispenser with the ball. I know. And and. I just don't want to hear all of that. And I think I tweeted out this week that Lou Holtz, anytime he talks, it's like an episode of South Park. And I got tons of people <laughs> saying, that, how dare I make fun of somebody with a speech impediment? I, I, I wasn't. I, I shouldn't have said talks. It's just the way he appears. He looked right. on, like Susie said, it looked like he ironed on his, his tan. And you're not making he, it any better. He didn't spray, he didn't spray <laughs> the tan. But how is he so tan? He it's not a spray tan. It's an iron-on tan that didn't really work because it just he looked. It looked like He's so tan. It he really looked to, like South Park had drawn him. Got, and I got so many people. You're unprofessional. You're an a-hole. You're this. You're that. <laughs> and I almost went on. And then and then you law tweeted me that hey Rudy's on your favorite movies. Yeah, on. you know I had to. And I you know we all know he's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> he was upset. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is on. It is on. You're right. This Saturday, it is on. Yeah. Non-traditional rival. Non-traditional rival. What an outrage! Non-historic rival. Yeah. Freaking outrage. Uh, let's see. Night game in the big house. Last time that happened, Denard yep. ran all over the place. That Very was exciting. fantastic. So, awesome. con- good luck to you on the league thank at you. the league FXX for all the fun stuff that we always see from Twitter. Want to thank you guys for coming on. As Thanks always. for having awesome. us. You bet. A pleasure. That's Jeff and Jackie Schaefer at for at Chris Lawn at Chris Brockman. I'm at Rich Eisen saying uh, thanks for listening to at the Eisen podcast and please do watch the special tonight at 10:30 Eastern Time. And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening, friends.